Hello, welcome to the Roll Together podcast. Thank you for joining us for these podcast versions of our streamed shows from Twitch. You can always find our schedule of upcoming shows at twitch.tv forward slash roll together forward slash schedule. Please do leave a review and we look forward to adventuring together. Adventure! <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to A Distorted Revelation. Thank you for joining us for an evening of Dungeons and Dragons. I am Ali and I will be your Dungeon Master tonight. We are thrilled to be streaming at twitch.tv slash together RPG. Um, this game is a sequel, let's say, of a, um, my previous game, um, Divergent Dream, and I hope you enjoy horror on a ship. For those who are new to Dungeons and Dragons, everyone here plays fantasy character in a fantasy universe. The five players each have their own unique characters with shit that tells them um, who they are, what they can do, the deepest secrets, and what dice to roll. They will be mostly rolling um, uh, 20-sided dice to see if they succeed or not. 20 is good and one is hilariously bad. Uh, they will play the characters and everything else in set Fantasy Universe is played by me, people, weather, monsters, um, you name it. And between me describing the war and story, the players describing what they want to do and some dice to roll um, to keep things interesting, we will tell our story. Now, let's meet our players. Hi, I'm G. I'm playing Charlie, uh, who is a fire genasi wildfire druid. So we'll be setting fire to things. Um, they have their uh, non-binary and have quite kind of, uh, unlike most fire genasi, they have quite grey, dry, sort of ashy skin uh, and hair like sort of charred straw. Um, and uh, they work for a uh, like super powerful wizard and just like do stuff for them, like picking up things from a ship. Hello, everybody. I'm Joe. I use he, him pronouns, and I will be playing Wesley, who also uses he, him pronouns. He is a fairly young, fair-haired human uh, who is a wonderfully suave and swashbuckling storm sorcerer and will be attempting to match certain other members of the party in amounts of lightning and thunder. Hello, I'm Sean. I am um, playing Tetch, the um, cleric of Talos that you may have met had you seen um, A Feltide Rising, uh, the campaign that I ran. And so he's an NPC who is coming into the fort as a player character. He's everyone's favourite conspiracy theorist, looking for groups of five harbingers that may or may not be causing devastation and destruction wherever they go. Um, Tetch is a Mark of Storm half-elf and is a domain of Tempest, so expect to see plenty of lightning and thunder and various antics of that nature. Hi everyone, I'm Johnny and I go by he, him pronouns and in this game I am playing Malagak, the bugbear rune knight fighter person. Um, who also uses he, him pronouns. He's a wonderfully war-painted bugbear, a um, little bit on the lower side with some of the stats in places like intelligence and wisdom, but um, makes up for it with his strength and his great acts. Hi, I'm Liz, I use they, them pronouns, and I will be playing Orica Ferris, who uses she pronouns. Um, Orica is a full orc bard. She is tusky. She's fabulous. Uh, she's here to play some exquisite songs and set some records straight. So I guess grab a day, I'll sit back, relax and enjoy the show. 
And also, let's have a word from our sponsors. We are delighted to be sponsored by HeroForge. HeroForge offers fully customizable tabletop minis with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. You can see all of the minis that we designed for this stream in the overlay, and they animate when we enter the combat, so look out for that. HeroForge are fantastic, so do check out the pro membership where you can get premium access to features ahead of time and beta access to things um, and all sorts of cool stuff that just makes your life a lot easier. And you can check them out at HeroForge.com. We are delighted to be sponsored by Ultra Pro. They make accessories for D&D, Magic the Gathering and more. My favourite part of the collection are their figurines of adorable power. Here is their gazer. Uh, they also make other things such as deck boxes uh, if you play Magic the Gathering. You can find all of Ultra Pro stuff at ultrapro.com. Hey friends, check out our new sponsor, Phoenix Dice, for a carefully created menagerie of click-clack math rocks for your delectation. Check out their entire selection at phoenixdice.com. And just so you know, Phoenix Dice are all about living gloriously in the worlds of tabletop games and sustainably in this one, which means their dice are working to be recycled, their packaging is recycled, the dice are made of sustainable materials. It's all great stuff. You should definitely get involved. You can also join us today in chat with a chance to be in a raffle and win some Phoenix Dice of your own. Just put exclamation mark dice into chat and you'll be in with a chance to win. We are proud to be sponsored by Alchemy RPG. Reimagine your gaming experience with Alchemy. They're focused on creating immersive cinematic experiences everywhere you interact with tabletop role-playing games. You can be playing a game, creating a world, streaming, watching live games, discovering new content, look at all the cool stuff that they are doing there. You can use environmental motion art, scene-based music, seamless character management to run your games over the internet, with upcoming features including homebrew content, streaming overlays, and spectator mode. So go and check out alchemyrpg.com. We're delighted to be supported by Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms, a Dungeons & Dragons strategy video game that brings together D&D characters from novels, adventures, and multiple live streams into a single grand adventure. Select your heroes and formation and battle through waves of monsters for free on PC, phone, PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo Switch. You can pop exclamation code into chat for a free Electrum chest. We're delighted to be supported by Neverwinter. In Neverwinter, explore and defend one of the most beautiful cities from Dungeons & Dragons Forgotten Realms campaign setting as it rises from the ashes of destruction. Epic stories, action combat and classic role-playing await those heroes courageous enough to enter the fantastic world of Neverwinter. Neverwinter is completely free to play, so set yourself up an account today and pop exclamation mark NW gift into chat for a link to a free gift. Check out our wonderful supporters, Elderwood Academy, who make beautiful bespoke gaming themed gear, including hex chest dice boxes, spellbook deck boxes disguised as bespoke ancient arcane tomes, and scroll and codex dice tower and rolling tray pairings. Make your own with their online designer at elderwoodacademy.com. This stream will run for three hours and there will be roughly a five to 10 minute break somewhere towards the middle. We run shows on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Fridays at 6 p.m. Greenwich Meridian slash British Summertime, which is 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. in mainland Britain, and 2 a.m. Tuesday mornings in Japan and parts of Australia. On Mondays, we run TTRPG streams. These can be one-shots, four, 
six, eight, whew, or even 12 weeks long. You can always find our latest schedule at twitch.tv slash rolledtogetherrpg slash schedule. On Tuesdays, we have our ongoing campaign, Fracture. And on Fridays, we have our talk show, Talk Together and Talking is a Free Action, which lasts for one hour. We are Roll Together RPG on all socials, so find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and even TikTok. Links in chat. Thank you to our D20 Club on Patreon. Uh, you can find a link in chat. Help us make our shows from just one pound, one dollar, or one gold piece, and unlock more tiers by joining. Our D20 Club are fab. Uh, they've created a fan Discord for us. Um, they've also made a wiki page for Roll Together. You can find that at rolltogether.fandom.com. Uh, welcome to our podcast listeners. And um, if you also would like to listen to us via podcast, you can search Roll Together RPG on your favorite podcast provider. If we're not there, let us know and we will add ourselves to that list. Finally, we play with a diverse group of players who play a diverse set of characters with a wine ranging sexual and gender identities. Our tables are trans and GNC positive, and we encourage our champion and champion trans and GNC players and characters in our games. The DM and players may portray characters that are from a different gender to their own. We aim to avoid misgendering, but we acknowledge that it does happen. We have a company policy in place for correcting people on pronouns. If we miss an instant of misgendering, we are open to be corrected. So please let us know uh, if you think one has been missed. Also check out exclamation mark safety in chat uh, for content warnings and some of the safety tools that we use. And now let us begin. Welcome everybody, welcome back to uh, Roll Together and we are here at the finale of our Distorted Revelation and this is yeah the last episode, last time we left in the middle of an encounter but let's do a quick recap. After uh, some adventures in different levels of the ship, uh, our heroes managed to go back to Oren's room who is going to take you to the upper levels in exchange of the box that you uh, recovered for Thessaly. Now, with Oren, well, Oren was not uh, by themselves. They were with uh, one friend of them. And this was Mildred that then we found out that was related to Charlie somehow. And using the mask, Wesley. Uh, that is, sorry? To Wesley. Wesley, yes. <laughs> yeah, Wesley, thank you. And then uh, Orica, using the mask and disguised as Alkis, found out that Oren is infected with one of those parasites. In a good, uh, really effective move, Tetch uh, casted um, Remove Curse, and they trigger a, some sort of cleansing uh, process that liberated Oren from this parasite. Um, when the party tried to move up uh, or like, yeah, to go up uh, to the upper decks to this uh, sort of place where the private theaters 
are placed and what you've been told that the item that Charlie and Monagak are looking for might be located. Oren starts like feeling a little bit rough. They run back to the room. Oric and Ted stays behind and the party is split for the first time. And no, the second time this campaign, right? I'm loving it. And then people in the upper decks, which is Charlie, Malagak, and Wesley, start, you know, looking around. And Malagak and Charlie start, like, um, looking for this item that they are looking for, or, like, where the location it is. While Wesley is really keen into having a private conversation with Mildred, and they manage to separate Mildred, Mildred from uh, their personal guards. They go out to the um, to the decks, and I don't know. They just decide to start attacking Mildred. Meanwhile, uh, or Orica and Tej try to go back to the upper level to catch up with the friends. Charlie and Malaga uh, start getting some leads where this item is. And then uh, there is a point where uh, the audience uh, got to see um, plot point in action. So my players decided what was going to happen in the scene. And they decided that one lighting was going to destroy some of the ship and create like a, a hole in the structure so they could get access easier to uh, to Wesley and help them. After some uh, exchanges of punches, they managed to throw Mildred out of the board and that's it. While Malagak and Charlie find out who is a caster who is uh, using this powerful item, the far gear, gear uh, to conjure an aberration. They start fighting the um, the caster. That goes when a little bit rough for some of you, but I think you are all right. Okay, right? Everyone okay? And in the middle of the battle, this caster uh, starts uh, running away. However, Malagak uh, quickly catches up, like running on the walls and chopping uh, windows. While who casted polymorph? Was it Orica, right? Orica cast uh, polymorph on Wesley, and Wesley's ghost, all giant ape, and catches up with Malagak and the caster. Now we are out in the storm, a couple of um, meters away from this creature. This creature at the moment seems like it's been fusing as well with the, with the ship. So we knew that it was looking a little bit rough, but at this point, who knows what the actual state of this creature and top of the round was Tetch. And Tetch used one of his spells just to find out that his damage has been changed from thunder to psychic and that's what happened last time let's go back in touch <laughs> i think it was movement and action do you have any bonus action uh not really um yeah i don't i think I think that's pretty much everything I can do. Um, the one thing I was going to say, because um, I've got kind of special abilities when I deal lightning and thunder, does that mean I basically can't do them? No, yes, you I'm can do it, but the, the okay. damage would be for, for the rest okay. of the encounter, psychic damage. So it's like I cast it as it's lightning and thunder. 
do the stuff to it, and then it goes through some sort of conversion and becomes yes. like. Yes. I'm fine with this. Um, okay. Um, just double checking, but I do not have any bonus actions really, so um, at least nothing that I want to do imminently. So yeah. Thank you very much. Next one is Wesley, who is currently a giant ape, probably 40, 30 feet away from this creature with Charlie and Orica hanging on your back. Yeah. So, so the giant ape has a rock ranged weapon attack, which has a range of 50 feet. Um, given that giant apes are huge, and so, you know, presumably able to throw pretty big rocks, can I claim that Malagak is a rock and throw him at this creature? <laughs> uh, Malagak, you, are you... Oh, oh, large, he's right. Are you enlarged at the moment, right? Uh, yeah, he is, yeah. Yes, yes. Well, what we're saying is, are you up for a quick fling? Yes. <laughs> I am not a dwarf, you may toss me. <laughs> uh, in that case, yeah. Uh, Wesley, in his giant ape form, will kind of gather up Malagak and do, yeah, sort of a baseball pitch down the length of the ship of a very large, very furry ball. And let's do this! <laughs> Love it. Um, would you like me to roll an, an attack for that? Yes, please. <laughs> Malagak attack. <laughs> the best kind. <laughs> I think you're just like, looking for a rock and you're just like... Uh, yeah. That is a 15 plus 9 for a total of 24 to hit. Yes, that will hit. Tell me the damage. Uh, the damage is 76 plus 6. Oh. Do I have anything on my sheet that does something that looks like that? <laughs> As I'm flying through uh, the air, I just flex. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with that, and I'll knock off the last one. <clears throat> uh, cool, that is 36 points of damage. 36, that was amazing. Malagak, you've been used as a projectile. It happens all the time. Right? <laughs> Any other Sunday, I mean, yes. <laughs> Could you please make me a constitution saving throw? I can. Try. That's a 19. Cool. So first of all, you hit this creature and you're going to take just half the damage. So you take uh, 18 points of bouldering um, damage. Acceptable. And you are not prone. So I would say you are melee range with this creature, which would be a Malagag, Tej, and then the rest of the group. Uh, Wesley, anything else? Um, I can't remember exactly how far away the creature got. Are they still within 60 feet of my storm sphere? Yeah. Cool. Uh, like, yeah, as a bonus action, um, a little bolt of lightning will weave its way up between the hole in the decks to strike this creature. Absolutely. Um, See, that is okay. 46. I'll just do that twice. Uh, that is 10 points of lightning damage, <clears throat> or at least I think it's lightning damage. Let's see if it turns into lightning. Yes, the true lightning sorcerer has been found. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anything else you would like to move closer to the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I will. I'll continue running closer, uh, getting as close as I can with uh, with uh, giant eight movement. Um, how much? Bringing movement? anyone who wants to stay on my back. Uh, movement a... is forty feet. Okay, so you are ten feet away of the creature. Cool. Yes. Fine with that. Can I say, um, as a free action, as soon as they were up on the deck, Charlie would have let go. And so would not have moved. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, that's absolutely okay. fine. Yes, you don't I'll, want to. I'll leave. Yes. <laughs> so very, very, very quick. Um, I realized I did have a bonus action because I forgot I had um, a spiritual weapon up. Um, all I can do is kind of move it 20 foot closer, but can we assume that yeah. my, uh, say that. my lightning rod is just slowly. <laughs> Let's say that next <laughs> round, it's already a melee range. Good. Uh, all right, so that is uh, action and movement. Thank you very much. Uh, Wesley, and now the creature who is in front of Wesley. No, sorry, uh, Malachi. So this beautiful creature is going to uh, bite you for... It's a Malagax stack. 15. That doesn't hit. He's a little bit like still raw from the, from the previous battle, but you can see that some part of uh, its body is sort of starting to regenerate as some parts of the fleshy uh, vessel is patching it up. Now, this creature previously had some limbs or some tentacles that were used to grapple you. But now those tentacles look like more of part of the um, vessel of the ship rather than him. So it, um, so you have much, much more range. I'm going to roll a dice using my screen as reference. And then dice a two, that is Malagak. Malagak, you're gonna be tentacled for no good. Ten to hit. <laughs> oh, surprisingly dexterous. <laughs> Just tries to unlike, grab the fur. And then... Unlike you, and I pointed the creature. Second tentacle goes to the back of the party for Orica. Orica, I'm going to tentacle you for twenty-five. Um. Yes, that hits, DM. <laughs> so as as it's um as this tentacle is flying out towards you, you see several small runes like tattoos detach off Malagak's arm and they form a shield in front of um, Orica, which means he needs to re-roll that dice. Re-roll. Yeah. Nice. Just the attack. Gives him disadvantage on it. Uh twenty-one. Oh, I tried. Still hits. <laughs> <laughs> uh for two points of piercing no, five points of piercing damage. Okay. And please make me a constitution saving throw. What concentration check? Uh, that was 15, which beats the two, well, beats 10. So still, still going, still going. Still, great. And that's gonna be its turn. But as we finish its turn, you can see that from the decks or like from the planks or the, 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 yeah, the surface, Three creatures start like emerging, kind of thing. They look like humanoid things, but with really um, aberrant uh, features. Maybe some of them have 
more than five eyes, some of them have more than two jaws, uh, some of them might have four or six arms, and they are randomly appearing around the, uh, the deck. Nothing to worry about, right? And next one is Charlie. Uh, cool. So I'm still holding the orrery. And also, I'm not... Where did my... So my wildfire spirit is still flapping around as a, a sort of small swarm of bats. Um, I can't remember exactly where it ended up. Um, She'll be somewhere around. Is it somewhere around that it can... Uh, is it within 30 feet of, of this creature? To be able to get probably will have to wait for the next round so everybody's yeah, catching up. Sure, that's fair. Um, in that case, and so how far am I from the creature? How far is Charlie? Uh, so you move a little bit with um, with Wesley and then you drop. So I'm going to say between 25 30 feet from this creature. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so in that case, I'm just going to. Yeah, I'm going to cast, uh, what's it called? Scorching Ray um, at third level. Second level. Second level, that's what I've got left. Uh, <laughs> cool. So uh, I get three rays. So that's uh, so that one's a 24 to hit. Uh, it's a 19. And a uh, a dirty 20. Yeah, the three hits. All three hit. Cool. All uh, right, so let's do it on here. It's easier. One, two, six. And then I get a D8 because my welfare spirit is up. A D8. All of that damage. Uh, so that becomes 22 points of fire damage. 22. Nice. Yeah, this creature is not happy, just like pieces of it start like um, melting basically and falling apart. But you can see that when that is that the process of regeneration of the, the, the vessel or the ship covering it up again is still happening. And yeah, I don't have any other useful bonus actions, so that's me. All right, thank you very much. You're going to stay there, right? Yeah, I'm going to stay where I am. Cool, yeah. Um, at the end of your turn, these creatures finally start uh, spawning and they're gonna go and try to attack you. Then again, I'm gonna use three dices. So I've got a. So one, one is gonna go for Charlie, two are gonna go for Charlie, and one are gonna go for uh, Tetch. So Charlie. You said we didn't need to worry about them. <laughs> They're gonna try to, <laughs> try to uh, bite you. Okay. What a six first and a oh natural one for the second, so don't worry about it. Oh Tetch. The creature that is going to attack you rolls mm -hmm. a 18 to hit. 18's my AC. For eight points of piercing damage. That takes my temp HP off. Um, I believe I'm concentrating on um, Witch Bolt at the moment, so I will just make a concentration check. Yes. 
Ah, yeah, that's an 18 plus change. The 21 is cool. perfect. Thank you very much. And they're going to stay there close to um, Charlie and Ted. And then we move to Orica. Orica. Okay, I'm I'm aboard Wesley right now, so I am going to stand up on his back, looking at the uh, the big creature uh, with my loot in hand. I'm just going to flip it so that the drum is visible. I'm going to start start making a, a very uh, vibrating kind of rhythm, and I'm going to cast shatter on the creature in front. Uh, so if they could make a Constitution saving throw, please. Con, 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 con. Oh, it's 17. That beats my 16. Um, the damage was not great. Um, Orica doesn't like it when it's raining, I think. So it's a bit <laughs> off her game. Uh, it would be nine, so that's reduced by half to, to uh, four points of thunder damage, I believe. Now, this is up to you, Ali. It also can damage um, non-magical uh objects mm -hmm. so i don't know if there's anything nearby that is not magical maybe the deck of the ship would that take any damage from oh. that like is there any risk of this thing falling through it wasn't a lot of damage but let's come back to that question at the top of the round let's do that uh... um that was my action bonus action right now i'm just gonna hold um, I like my position where I am. I can see everything that's going on. I'm not enjoying these new new party members, though, that are coming up with all their eyes. Uh, so I'm just going to hold fire for now. Great. Thank you. That was beautiful. Uh, at the end of your turn, mm. my creature is going to use a, de, 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 the legendary actions no, to fight Malagak. Try. Malagak snack. Sorry, 10 to hit. <laughs> Malagak, you're no! unkillable. You're just unkillable. <laughs> and we're going to finish Orica's turn, and then we move to Malagak. You can't bite this fur. <laughs> so fluffy. <laughs> I like to think he, like, makes purchase on it, and, like, just as he, like, bites, it just kind of, like, pulls off, like, really unsatisfyingly. Like, uh, a slobber. Oh, gross. So this creature, it's standing kind of on the deck, right? Is it? Does it look like it's standing its ground and preparing to, you know, fight us off till the end, or does it look like it's taking steps back, you know? Preparing it looks to... very cocky. Yes, very like this is my domain. I'm gonna eat you. Okay, so first things first for Malagak is he needs to get out of line of fire because he's just had scorching rays ricochet around him and he knows what happens when he's in the line of fire. So he's going to rotate around the creature. So he's now facing his party members and he's on the other side of the creature, hopefully yeah. shielding himself from whatever magic is about to come his way. <laughs> Step one. I'm going to use my bonus action to just kind of flex off some of the damage that I took from impacting this creature. Um, rapidly, so that's my second wind. Mm -hmm. um, I, feel, I feel like it's needed. Uh, I'm not sure how to roll for that, so I shall do that afterwards. Um, and then I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna hit it. I'm just, I'm literally just gonna hit it with my great axe a couple of times. Try and cut its legs off. Try and oh. cut an arm off, maybe. Yes. Um, oh, that's a 15 on the first one. And a 19, 27 on the second. Hits. 
So with my extra mighty arms, that will be eight plus a d6 for my joints. Might that's uh, eleven points of damage. Nice. Anything else? Uh, no. I'm just gonna like try and like move myself so this creature's fully in front of me. And it's, it's like as it's moving, I'm like, oh wait, no. Just trying to keep everyone out of line of sight. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, great. Top of the round, as usual. Um, G. Well, Charlie, you're gonna take some damage here as another lightning hits you for 15 points of light. Oh, maybe Alex said the same joke, please. Uh, yeah. That's 16. Yeah, so you take uh, seven points of lightning damage. And this time, could you please make me a wisdom saving throw as well? How is um, Charlie uh, looking at this point? Uh, I mean... No, not too bad. Let's see. Uh, that's 28. 20. Nice. Oh. So you feel, so the, the, uh, you know that from the very beginning that the lighting was striking this thing and was, uh, sparsing the energy or like, um, distributing the energy into the caster. But now the energy is coming as well through the, uh, to the body of this creature. I know you have the impression that the caster is some sort of controlling the ship, right? And let's see how, mm, that's interesting. Make me a Arcana check, please. Mm -hmm. uh, it's 15. Yeah, you, you've heard about some sort of living ships that uh, may have some sort of um, special abilities that we're going to call um, spell jam kind of thing. And that whoever would is- be fair to, Would it be fair to say that in my employment, it, it, like that's probably the reason that my boss wants this site? Probably. <laughs> okay. So um, there, there is this connection with the creature and the creature at this point is using either this item or another item as a spell jamming help to sort of control the ship. Coming back to Orica's question or this question about if something was hit with a shutter, the ship in itself has hit points. So yeah, there was some damage done to the vessel in itself. Thank you very much. Now, top of the round, Tetch. Mm -hmm. You have two creatures in front of you. Mm -hmm and the creature uh mm. where are you you are behind um, wesley right i don't think so I th was i behind you or no i think well, I at this point because wesley moved i think mm. it would be behind the creature uh malagak then the creature then wesley then tetch then charlie sure um, I mean, either way, uh, I've got to use my witch bolt or I lose it, and I don't can't really afford to be, you know, losing control of my spells. I haven't got so many spells that I can really afford that, so um, it's going to be an old faithful um, witch bolt. Um, there's no save on this because I'm already concentrating it and everything, so uh, I am going to do my 
D12, wherever D12 is. Uh, it's only three. Um, and then did you say that my spiritual weapon is kind of close enough that I could start attacking things? At this turn, yes, you can start attacking. The two the, the two things that have just appeared, they, they've not taken any damage whatsoever, have they? Um, I'm going to use the spiritual weapon to take a swipe at um, one of the ones that attacked me. Sure. Which is... Can I see it? There you are. Ugh, that's only an 11. Uh, that hits. That just hits. All right. Ugh, that's six. The lowest amount of damage I could have done. Hey, ho. Every little helps. It does. I'm not going to complain about that. So that's action, that's bonus. I'm going to stay where I am because I've got things yes. all around me. Um, the, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Thank you very much. At the end of your turn, this creature is going to use another legendary action to disappear. Next uh, is... Yeah. Does it turn, so does it turn invisible? Do, do, do we feel it move away or is it just gone? Uh, it's just invisible. Okay. Yeah, mechanically it's just invisible. It has still to use its movement to do shit. Okay. But that uh, means West... that I can no longer see it and I can no longer witch bolt it. Hmm. No way. Um... I think if you had... I think the rules on the witch bolt are a bit vague in that respect because it's you you have to see it when you cast it but i don't know if you have still have to maintain seeing it to con- connect it yeah uh i would draw that uh, it, it says the spell also ends if the target is ever outside the spell's range or if it has total cover from you um which i know is, is woolly i would probably don't worry. personally go on the side of i can't see it it's covered <laughs> i would say just you can still uh I mean, yeah, you, you can still concentrate on your Witch Bolt, that's fine, don't worry. I, mean, I feel like Witch this, Bolt yeah. is like a constant stream of energy from you to it. I if it goes say, behind yeah. cover, that's broken, but if it goes mm-hmm. invisible, the, the energy is still, still arcing, arcing towards it. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'll, 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 right. I'll do it, it, work, it rules in my favour. Does this <laughs> technically therefore mean that it goes invisible, but it's like, well, it's where my it's where the <laughs> lightning ends. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The end of the <laughs> rainbow. <laughs> the end of the rainbow. A really uh, crap West... pot of gold. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! It's a monster. Hey. Uh, Wesley, so you've seen this creature disappear. But do I have enough of a sense? Yeah. Do I have enough of a sense of where it is to be able to hit it? Yeah. 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 Uh, it's <laughs> going to be like a, <laughs> a disadvantage, of course. But yes, you you know that. Or yeah. slightly behind you, there is two creatures attacking touch. Just say. But the creature is still there. Um, I think I'll keep going on the big one for now. Um, yeah, Wesley will sort of do this enormous bound up, kind of halfway up one of the masts, cling on there for a little bit in a sort of King, Co- King Kong-esque sort of pose, oh, no. and then leap down towards where this creature is, bringing both fists kind of crashing down on what I think is the top of their head, though it's difficult to be sure. Um, and yeah, we'll go ahead and roll a couple of attacks at disadvantage. Uh, first one's a 14. Misses, unfortunately. <sighs> Second one's a natural one. 
Uh, oh, as, as that second attack comes down, I'm like, no, 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 it's right here. <laughs> like, I'll give you advantage with my prophetic state. <laughs> okay, if that cancels out to a flat roll, then that was a 28. Um, hits. <laughs> Great. Thank you. <laughs> um, cool. That will be 18 points of bludgeoning damage. Nice, nice, <laughs> very nice. You cannot see this creature, but the creature is. Yeah. Arca, me next, me next. Okay. And then as a bonus action, I think the Storm Sphere will target the creature uh, who Tetch is spiritual weaponing. Yeah. Uh, that'll be a 20 to hit, non-natural. Uh, for 14 points of lightning damage. Uh, this creature is no more. It's still one in melee range, but just yeah. in little pieces of tissue and organs. And but yeah. Assuming I'm now kind of next to the creature, I will stay where I am. <clears throat> yes. At, at that point, I think Orica like, oh my god, Wesley, you have to let me know if you're going to go and, and jaunt. Like, <laughs> man, you have to let me know these things. I barely was clinging on. For yes. God's sake. <clears throat> at this point, everyone is like sucked down. So it's just like the hair and everything is just like not looking good, but you're doing well, guys. All right. Thank you very much, uh, Wesley. Next is my creature's turn, who will regenerate for a given number of hit points. And then, still invisible, so it's gonna move. No um, opportunity to attack, which is good. But then, it's gonna go back to life. So where you were, it just sort of moved closer to one of the edges. So uh, it's like 15 uh, feet away from Malagag and Wesley on the right. It, well, it doesn't matter, yeah. Uh, and it's going to, first of all, tentacle Wesley and then tentacle Malagag. We wouldn't, I wouldn't get opportunity to attack because I've already used my reaction, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Where's my tentacles? Uh, Wesley. 22. <laughs> yep, that absolutely hits. Do not have a high AC as a giant ape. Nine points of piercing damage. Cool. I think I'll be okay. And now, it doesn't have any restriction on size, so you grapple. And then Malakak. What's. Johnny? Seriously. <laughs> Malakak will live! <laughs> I haven't rolled higher than 10 to hit Malaga. <laughs> I want... It's not prophetic, see? It's a... It's flashing my eyes. And it's not going to bite anyone this turn. Oh, and then good. that is... <laughs> that moves us to Charlie. Charlie. Mm. Tell me things. <clears throat> So, do I think that this this one that I'm holding is controlling this ship, or do I think it's a diff another one somewhere on the ship? It's another one on the creature. On the creature, right? Okay. Just a moment, please. Uh, can I can I see this object on the creature at all, or is Maybe it a perception check? Okay. Oh, that's a good roll. That is a 27. Shit. 
Uh, <laughs> you remember that the first time you encountered this creature before it transformed, they have like a like a neck piece or like a really thick. Uh, so imagine if you had like a very thick ring mm -hmm. divided in three, and yeah. one of those sections was uh, hanging from a necklace. And when it transformed, sort of, you lost sight of it because it's it was just either covered in some uh, scales or some like meat that was like flapping around. But now that it's been hurt and some of those pieces have been sort of falling apart, mm -hmm. you recognize that this creature still wearing that sort of um, piece. Cool. Yeah. In that case, and I'm I'm in. Melee with one of the other things at the moment, am I? Yes. Great. So my uh, bat's fire spirit, uh, wildfire spirit, is going to come and surround me and teleport me out of there. Yes. Uh, and the things, whatever is within five feet, I think, needs to make a deck saving throw. Oh, they are not really saving. That's really safe. You're really dexterous. Uh, oh, eight. Eight uh, does not save. Um, is that right? Yes. Uh, so that doesn't save. So that then comes. They all take seven points of fire damage. Yes. Uh, and I'm teleported. Uh, it, well, we are teleported 15 feet uh, towards the creature. Um, I'm going to cast heat metal uh, <laughs> on the the necklace. I knew it was coming. Yeah. Yes. Um, which there, yeah, there's not a, a throw for it or a save for it. Um, I think they've got to say oh, no, to try and drop it. it. Must, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as to say, uh, I can't save. I don't think they will. Try to drop it. So they roll at 20. Fair enough. That passes. Uh, I've rolled maximum on my damage. Oh, but wait, I get another one because of my wildfire spirit being up. Another max. Yes, 24 points of damage uh, as this necklace kind of like glows white hot. Uh, and Charlie just points uh, and yells, we need to get that thing off it. Yes. That is looking pretty, pretty rough. Not gonna lie, I won't. I'm not. Ali is not happy about that. <laughs> good, good. Uh, so everybody hears this instruction from uh, Charlie, and it's pretty obvious because this um, metal piece is uh, glowing white that, because it's really, really hot. Thank you, Charlie. Anything else? Nope. Now that's my turn. Thank you. Cheers. At the end of your turn, how close are you from this creature? Um, well, I went from, uh, from where I was, I teleported 15 feet. Um, I probably wouldn't have moved any further, but I would have gone directly towards the creature. So, okay. You tell me. Uh, so, so you're going to have moved closer to the creature. Yes. So I could say at this point, everybody, so, sorry, uh, Wesley, Malagak and Charlie are all of th three of you are 15 uh, feet away from this creature. Uh, um, Tetch is the only one that is slightly behind, so probably 20 or 25 um, feet away. And Orica, well, is on top of it. 
sorry, ape. can I say as well, uh, just to, uh, the, while it's still holding the thing that is heated metal, which lasts for yeah. a minute, uh, it has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks yes. until the start of my next turn. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. It's fine. Everything is fine. It's <laughs> rolling so well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one is going to be the creatures. So, uh, Tetch. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, could you please... Um, I'm hitting you for four. Is that a four to hit or for four damage? To hit. Yeah, a four's not going to hit me. Great. And now the creature that was engaged with Charlie is going to move to you mm-hmm. and is going to bite you as well for 11. 11 to hit does not hit. I, I, I kind of want you to hit me because I've got stuff I can react with. <laughs> At the end of um, that creature's turn, my creature is going to use a uh, tentacle to try to hit um, Charlie. But that's disadvantage, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, nine to hit. Does not hit. So this creature is like looking really, really rough. Orica. Place. I um yes. So is is the creature that was invisible now visible? Yes. Got you. Okay. And I've seen that fire is working against it. It's not seeming to be resistant to fire. Okay. Seems to be working really well. So I'm with Wesley atop the mast, which I didn't want to go on to, but here we are. It's I like... have jumped back down. Oh. Gravity and I are not friends. It's fine. Um, how far away are we from the creature? Uh, We're literally right we- next to it. Wesley is 15 feet away, and you will maybe slightly up, so 20 feet max. <laughs> right. What I'm going to do is I'm going to attempt. I'm going to rummage in my in my bag, and I'm going to pull out what looks to be um, like a water skin. But the material of the water skin isn't what you normally expect. It's quite papery. Uh, this is an oil flask, and I'm going to try and throw that at the creature. <laughs> that, that, that is going to be me throwing it. So uh, let's see. That's a dex. Um, no, it goes somewhere. Maybe not on the creature uh, for a five to hit. Yeah, it misses. Uh, but it's mm-hmm. on the creature, on, on the on the ship. Yeah, got you. Uh, we'll, we'll put it near the creature. Uh, so, Charlie, I guess you see uh, an oil uh, flask kind of just bobble on the floor next to it. That was my action. Bonus action. Mm. People don't really seem to be needing to move anywhere right this second. I don't think so. I think for now what I will do is say... Malagactyr, you're doing fabulously. Remember the projection we talked about? I've given you some lubricant, which you could use as well. That's your choice. Do whatever you wish, and there's a, a bardic inspiration coming your way. Um, da, 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 da. Lubricant. L- lubricant, yes, w- uh, that's 1d8 for you. Okay, and that is going to end my turn. Thank you. At the end of your turn, the creature is just, you know, desperate and not really well behaving. Just gonna try to uh, tentacle somebody else. So um, from the people that is closer, the three closer is gonna be a D6. And you're gonna use my, oh, number one. Um, 
Malakak. A disadvantage. Can I roll two natural 20s, please? No. <laughs> 12 to hit. <gasps> yes. Thank you. Uh, Malagak, uh, it's your turn. You are not grappled. You're 15 feet away from this creature. Okay, so I would like to run up to the creature. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, I would like to scoop up the lubricant. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> You know when scoop, okay. don't grab Malagak. You have to scoop it, not grab it, otherwise it can go everywhere. I don't want that. No. Um, okay, so I would like to use my first attack to do a shove attack against the creature, trying to knock it prone mm-hmm. on the ship. Hopefully. So it needs to do um, a count. I imagine it's not going to use dex because I think it's still... Is it still cursed or does it start disadvantage? Yeah, on I'm going to use strength anyways, and it's to disadvantage anyways, right? Yeah. I just realized as well, he shouldn't have actually been able to move willingly because he's still got my fire chains on him. Um, mm. So he's still technically restrained. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't change too much, I think, but um, it hasn't been doing too well. <laughs> uh, okay, so great. I'll make an athletics check against it. So that's a tw- dead 20. I got 12. Okay, so I like to use my first attack, so I just walk up, right, sit down, and I just push it down onto the deck. And then my second attack would be to lubricate the creature. <laughs> so I just just kind of tear open this thing. And just, How do I open it, Orica? <laughs> oh, you, you just have to g- gently rip it and then just apply liberally. Okay, so I'm out of hand to just, just tear off the top part of it, mate. And then I'd like I'd pour the oil onto the fire, the flaming thing, and just lubricate the creature, trying to do what Orica was doing. But, but I don't know the what. Creature, don't put it on yourself, Malagak. That's a bad idea. Don't do that. <laughs> so I just pour this oil over. I mean, I, I'm aiming for like the neck area. I guess I'm thinking where I could help yes. pull it off, but it's also super heated <laughs> right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> This is a fun conversation. Got to lubricate this monster so that you can pull it off. Yeah. I don't think about that one. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. Your hand that pulls you off. <laughs> TikTok's going to be so cross. <laughs> I mean, um, as you start pouring the lubricant on top of this creature, it lights in fire. Uh, so, as far as I know, it takes five. Um, fire damage per round per minute. Um, it's Orca's weapon, so I think Orca's. I have another worse. one. We can make it stack. Just <laughs> say. I'm not sure we need to, Orca. <laughs> <laughs> I just have so much lubricant in my bag. I I don't know where it's coming from. <laughs> it's gonna be two rounds. Yeah. So, thank you. That's good. And this creature is falling apart. Anything else? Um, as my bonus action, I would just like to... Can I just make an unarmed punch to try and like punch it down into the ground? It's uh, I'm not proficient though, so this would just be a, a standard plus five, not my... So it would be minus three on whatever this is. And so, it's on the ground, so it's with advantage. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a 20. I want again, because it's a natural 20, but it's a 22. Hits. 
Okay. Um, so that will be... Actually, it's a lot more damage than I realized because I've still got my giant smite up. So it's uh, six points of damage plus 1d6. Which will be six, ten. Ten okay. points of damage, so I just kind of like punch it close, down. Close, but not that close. Uh, anything else, Malekak? No. Thank you very much. Thank you, Orica. <laughs> you ever need any more lubricant, Malagat, you let me know. I made fire. I'm basically a wizard now. Exactly. You should, should branch out. <laughs> um, double the round. We know what's going to happen, Charlie. Yep. Pass it quick! Uh, could you please make me a uh, deck save, please? Oh, that's not a good one. That's eight. Oh, you take 16 points of uh, thunder damage. Mm-hmm. And we move to Tetch. Cool. Exciting round. I'm going to automatically deal um, D12 worth of damage to the creature um, with my witch bolt. Would you please roll a one? <laughs> um, or I, I rolled a nine. Sorry. Please describe me how would you finish a creature that is been pesting you for two sessions with a spell that don't do lighting but psychic damage. Um, I probably stand there. I've got my kind of the, the lightning is arcing out and kind of dissipating into this um, kind of miasmic of like um, wave energy that's going into its head. And as it as it does so, I just kind of um, I say, "Do you want to know what happened to the last creature that disappointed me? The answer may shock you." <laughs> <laughs> That is how I psychically lightning damage it. And you make me some psychic damage. Uh, thank you very much. So, as this creature, you what you're expecting is some sort of like lighting effect and this to explode, but instead this creature sort of the, the, this psychic damage blows the fire and everything that is it just sort of start like drying up, like if if hundreds of years would happen in one second so it just uh, drives off and it starts uh, flying into ashes to the wind and you see this uh well some of passes parts of uh its clothes mainly rings and some other jewelry fall to the ground but mainly this uh sort of necklace falls to the ground it's humanoid size anyone can wear it and we are out of combat oh my god that was intense everyone <laughs> uh, quick who, who can see off this off the ship i could see off it are we still are we still in the uh, the eye of the storm people uh Maybe. at this point could everybody please make me a dexterity saving throw off backflip 10 30 20. 14? 20. Three. Yay. So lower than 10, 10 and lower. Uh, as this creature dissipates and the control of uh, the ship goes like to no one, it starts like 
it's out of control. So it starts like moving a little bit uh, erratic. And at some point you even feel that it's trying like to sink, like if it were like a like a dolphin or like a mammal trying to, to sort of jump and get some deep into the water. But it, it doesn't know how to behave. It's like a newborn, let's say, without uh, the uh, control of uh, its master. It actually starts accelerating. So those 10 and lower, you are prone what you, um, the others sort of try to uh, keep your ground on your feet. And please tell me. Can I grab the necklace quickly? It's hot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've stopped concentrating on the heat metal, but I don't know how quickly it cools out, so. It is raining. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no damage. It was just one day. Ah. Okay. <laughs> oh, nobody. It's actually okay. Hopefully nobody noticed as Tetch started kind of saying and like speaking and then just face planted. I <laughs> 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 saw you. Is everything yeah. all right, Tetch? You uh, you fell over, dear. I lost my sea legs. Quite. Someone needs also... to wear this. Anyone want a bit of jewelry, bit of bling? I mean, I'll never say no to bling, but uh, I don't really know what to do with it. What exactly does that do? Charlie, you seem to uh, to be fairly. It, uh, I think it controls the ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, while while we're talking, um, my wildfire spirit um, would have kind of just flown. Uh, the bats have sort of flown around me, uh, and I cast a bit of cure wounds on myself. Uh, so yeah, that happens while we're chatting. Uh, something that you notice as well, Charlie, is that this conversation do- doesn't go long, but no lighting has been has struck you again. Cool. Good to know. Thank you. If uh, if nobody else is going to uh, take control of the vessel, then I I would do so. But I warn you, our next course may get a bit rocky. Isn't that the point? Indeed. Um, I'll put the necklace on if uh, if we think that that's going to control the ship. So you put on this uh, necklace <laughs> and you feel this weird connection with the ship. Mm-hmm. And this ship is a aberration, which someone will call, I don't know, static, static, I think that's the pronunciation. And it's weird because the connection is both ways. Mm-hmm. Do you speak um, deep speech? I would say, or yeah, not deep but, speech. No, I know. I know primordial. But yeah, deep speech. probably deep. Yeah, probably deep speech. Speak it out loud. I can translate for you. <laughs> Just don't ask me how. <laughs> uh, yeah, there is a. You don't understand what's happening. But this creature is happy and not happy at the same time because it's like, okay, now I have a master, but it's not of my liking, but mm-hmm. it's fine. It's going to take you a while for you to attune fully to control this ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also you feel the presence of other two, sorry, three creatures around or like you're aware of other three creatures between in between this connection uh everybody else you just see uh Tetch sort of 
sewn out. Still there, hanging on, but it's a little bit not himself. Mm-hmm. Petra, is everything all right? No Can Petra respond? Okay. Can I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not a response. I don't mean to alarm anyone, but I think Tetch is possessed. Uh, has the ship moved, DM? Uh, not yet, but it stops the uh, erratic uh, movement. This, I think it's working. I think something's working. Well, um, it's better than what, it was a minute ago. Very true. What I'm going to do is I'm going to get my loot out and begin singing a song to the ship and hope that it soothes it and calms it down. Okay, okay, okay. Um... What's going on with Polymorph? Uh, Polymorph lasts an hour, hour, so So (laughs) unless I get an indication from the ape, I'm going to keep Polymorph as is. Uh, Joe, do you, or would Wesley want to stop Wesley's not giving you any indication at the moment, I think. Okay. He's keen to chill as an ape until he sees exactly how the the next scenario is playing out. Uh, So given the size difference, I would say that you know that we are about... 10 miles away from Candlescape. So very close. And probably five, two miles away from this rock formation that um, they hmm. sort of mentioned. Um, with my kind of viewpoint at the moment, can I can I judge like the area? Am I, am I getting a kind of, you know, third person view of the ship and like the surrounding area? Yes. <clears throat> Am I able to start trying to command the creature to, to start veering towards the um, uh, this rock formation? Tell me how you want to try to do that. Um, through sheer bloody-mindedness, to be quite honest. Um, but do you think is this a, like an animal handling, like a intimidation, a persuasion? Not worse at animal handling. Um, I think realis- realistically, that probably is more of it. I'm seeing it more as a kind of steed that I need to uh, to to break to my will, kind of thing. Um, not that I think Tetch has probably ever ridden a horse, but um, you know. Um, <clears throat> the other thing is, if I could, I've I've got this <clears throat> this ace up my sleeve, the um, the uh, control water. Um, so if because it's got a kind of range of 300 feet as as soon as we come close enough to this um mass i will create a whirlpool to try and like if if i feel it needs an extra bit of kind of just coercing and maybe a little bit extra speed i'll kind of try and get it in the curve and just slam it into this rock absolutely absolutely there is there is also a song going on on the deck if this would help distract the creature or aid Tetch and whatever Tetch yeah. is doing. The song is about um, a group of people who've never met before, uh, one of whom um, certainly is lying, but we're not going to say who that person is. <laughs> uh, they're a bit of a monkey. Um, there's someone very, very strong who projects very well. Uh, someone who is remarkable with fire. Bit standoffish in the first instance, but we like them now. Um, and someone called uh, Netch, who is very wise, um, <laughs> a bit grumpy, but we like we like them anyway. Uh, it's about overcoming obstacles for friendship, and I'm hoping to distract the ship, or soothe it, or just do something. Okay, so let's 
Okay, so give me a performance check, Orica. 22. 22. Right. So as you start, is that singing and music, Singing right? with my lute, yep. Uh, so you have the impression that music tame beasts. And uh, regardless, the language of everything, rhythm and art sort of conveys into the minds of the creatures. And do you feel like this creature is responding to this? And you can also say that the storm and the creature were quite connected because now the storm is calming as well. So you can see how the the eye of the storm stopping an eye and just start like dissipating, like the clouds start like being normal rather than going in circles. Uh, lighting still happening from time to time in the in the clouds, but not anymore like any sign of storm. Touch mm-hmm. in this sort of space, mental mm-hmm. space that you and the ship um, share. Mm-hmm. You make me a perception check. Perception, I will. Yes. That is a 27. Yeah. It's not, you don't know where it comes from, mm-hmm. but you know that there is, that, that this music is happening. So it's a little bit weird because you feel yourself out of your body, but at the same time, you're still conscious and aware. And you quickly realize that there is other those three presents that I've mentioned. And one of those presents manifest in front of you and you and wesley have seen this figure before during this sort of revelation uh where uh the octopus was fighting talos and um alaret and mm-hmm. this uh, sort of avatar is identical to talos but in different skin color i mean if this would be a video game would be in the bad guys um color scheme and uh, he addresses you. That uh, mm. it's an honor finally meeting you. Well, indeed, uh, uh, I have served you in your in your name, my lord. Uh, it's it's uh, you represent the storm really well. You put the storm in a high place, and you and your friends have achieved big things tonight. I seek only to do your bidding and, and spread the word of Talos. I'm happy to hear that because what is my will is for this ship to get into Candleskip. Really? Yes. You are aware that there is a, a were shark on board? And I know that you took care of it, but there is um, bigger things happening, and that's why we need this ship to get into Candleskip. And you can make me a insight check if you want. I will do. Um, I don't know why I rolled physically and said that time, but that was a dirty 20. 
you know this is not Talos. I see. And this is... Um, it's trying to deceive you, of course. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do I get an inkling of who it is? Like, is, is it a kind of... Is it the ship trying to deceive me? Is it something else? Uh, since you change this sort of... Uh, damage in your spells, mm-hmm. you feel the same connection that you had with Talos with another entity. And this other entity is the one that you're connecting right now. So probably this thing is a demigod or it's probably like something, if not at the level of Talos, it's it's a good match for Talos. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say, well, of course, uh, I will be following the will of Talos as uh, to my uttermost ability. <laughs> uh, make me a deception check. I mean, it's technically not deception because <laughs> I will be following the will of Talos. I, because this is not Talos that is telling me to do it. Uh, but I will make deception. Um, and it's, that went as well as I thought it would. Uh, five. Bold got five. Uh, hmm. there is, this Mexican standout, like, we're gonna. Both as dumb as each other. <laughs> and disappears outside. Uh, the the song still going on, and you have the impression, Erica, that as long as it keeps going, uh, everything is sort of like under control. So please don't stop that. I mean, feel free to do whatever, but it's helping whatever is it's going on. Um, remember that downstairs there was some survivors and the three key figures: the Sally Alkis and another pink tiefling uh, and Oren. And the pink tiefling was that have some familiar features with. Oren. Um, they might be related. Who knows? It's in that moment where Teseli and Alkis come up and they say, is everybody okay? What, what's going on? What's happening? We're not dead. This thing is though. Uh, what happened here? Most well, uh, we lubricated it to death. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we did. Uh, Teseli looks at Alkis and says, like, yeah, we've been there, we've been there. <laughs> and uh, and Alkis walks uh, close to you, and behind them there is Oren and this other pink tiefling, and there is also a um, steel defender that looks like just a normal dog, but it's like a um, like a, a Doberman kind of thing, like really stylish kind of thing, and not menacing, but just with a big presence. Um, and Oren uh, goes to Orica and says, are you okay? What's 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 happening? You don't look really well. I'm singing a song, Oren, and you're distracting me, Oren, but please feel free to join in, Oren. Um, the song will take a bit of a minor key. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about this person called Oren who always interrupts um, other performers when they sing. <laughs> so Oren is gonna join with a dirty twenty, and Oren doesn't can. understand what's going on. But feel free to do other actions while Oren is taming this this creature. Uh, uh, given that Orica's just rolled a thirteen, 
All right, come on. Just get a bit, bit of a sore throat. Oren, you continue. Uh, we'll turn to Tasselli because she's got the mask on. Um, and she's going to remove the mask. Uh, the which one? The one with the feathers or the one both, with... Both, both. And it's going to be very emphatic for both, <laughs> both reveals. It's like the wig under the wig, the dress under the dress. Oh. I mean, pr- presumably while Lorica's kind of still got the mask on, can just scan and make sure that nobody's got any brain grabs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No one here has a parasite. Tiselli, uh, I believe this is yours, and I will flourish the mask in front of him. Oh, thank you very much. And uh, looks at Oren, just give Oren a, a, a look. Don't look at like... Oren. Don't look at Oren. It's me. Look at me. <laughs> um, yes, uh, Tetch is, I believe, trying to arrange something with whatever is controlling the ship. Um, I was trying to soothe it, then Oren barged in, and they are doing that now for me, which is great. Uh, what What is happening? What, what's going What You must know more about this. We just... Yes, we weren't expecting this to come to this, uh, but yeah, we don't have much time. I will try to summarize everything really quickly. Actually, I will introduce you someone that knows more about this. Allow me to introduce you Seraphine. Seraphine is a friend of my master, and uh, she she knows what's going on. So this pink tiefling, it looks very much like Oren, but slightly older and with more uh, silver of uh, clothing. Uh, yeah, my name is Seraphine, and I'm, a, uh, I'm an artificer. Yes, I, I'm a friend with the Celis master. Um, and long time ago, a group of friends, just like you, uh, we found ourselves in a adventure, hunting for materials and new forms of, uh, let's say, arcane batteries. And we faced a terrible monster, let's say, but we find a way of, yeah, we found a way to use the essence of this creature to create living things or to, 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 yeah, to give a sort of spark of life. And we divided the soul of this creature one that we after call the lonely one and we split its soul in three parts we created three different uh, mechanical living things let's say uh this is one and uh, she points to the uh steel defender and the steel defender has like a core that is glowing in uh, different kind of shades of light but it's like rainbow light but it just really slowly goes from the red to the orange to the yellow and so on there is other two creatures out there one that you can define as an autonom and one that you can identify as a warforge if that some sort of says anything um but this creature uh, was not alone. This creature had a sibling. And the sibling is not as... I'm not going to say peaceful, but the sibling is a little bit 
consumed by anger. While the lonely one accepted the destiny to be trapped in this plane and apart from their planes, what aberrations come from, some sort of, some will call it the far realm. Have anybody hear about the far realm? Only that it must be far away. <laughs> I would say those are cane casters. Yeah, they're, they're cane casters. Uh, Marino, uh, even um, Tech, but Tech is sewn out. Like these different parts of the uh, uh, multi universe, and you, you, we have the elemental planes, we have uh, the Shadow Fell, we have the uh, Paywall, and we also have this um, Far Realm where aberrations came from. And the very first time that aberrations came to this plane, uh, psionic abilities start happening, etc., etc., etc. But um, the heroes of those times closed that connection and avoided the the ending of this plane. And Seraphine sort of makes a pause in case somebody wants to make a question. I understand that. You might know what's going on, but it's a little pressing right now because from what I gathered, there's some rocks over there that we're heading towards. So if, there, if there's anything that you could do to help us, that would be more beneficial. Uh, I don't mean to be rude, but it is uh, quite no. uh, important. Can we send it back to that realm? Can we, can we like, is there a way to send this this, this back? Uh, not to my acknowledge, but that collar can control it. So we can probably use it to sink it into the ocean that would be okay. But will, but will it die? I mean, it's a big ship made out of flesh. Could it, can it breathe underwater? Does probably, it have fins? Probably will survive, but at least we'll stay there till we... Will it? It's got tentacles that grow out of its ship. It could, like, you know, paddle itself towards shore. It might take a while with a lot of little, tiny, little oh, tentacles. Flat, <laughs> like, tentacles, you know? Like, no, no, no. That was no, amazing. As long as we control uh, the necklace, we can um, we can keep it there. So someone needs to stay with the ship underwater. Yes. Can anyone here breathe underwater? Ted? I mean, oh, Ted just we we'll all sort of can. wave his hand around his arm. Poor, are they? Are they? Yeah, gesture at all of you. Oh no, I mean like if we're keeping this the ship. Well, this ship is very bad. We don't want this ever to get onto shore because then it would, you know, think, uh, could attack people or infect people. So we need someone to stay with the ship forever. I've got an idea. You give me the orrery. We'll separate the two. Good idea. I like it, Charlie. Well, hold on a second, but kind of, yeah. Oh. Like, this, this thing and that thing are kind of the same thing they're two versions of the same thing i think and my boss wanted this one but i know that you want this one and my boss is one of the few people i can think of that might actually be able to deal with this thing so instead of sinking it maybe i take it back you, you sell the ship then to a boss nobody, then nobody has to be living under the ocean for the rest of all time the other option uh, is that there is a shark person who's very capable of breathing uh, underwater. Do they have to know what's going on? 
could could they wear the necklace and do it for us so that they can remain down beneath the waves as well? It's a way for us to get Tetch back involved. I feel like he was really wise mm. and would know very much about this. Tetch! Tetch! <laughs> we go back to Tetch. <laughs> Tetch. This uh, uh, present, this avatar has disappeared. And you notice the change in voice with, from Orica to Orens. So you still sort of aware that something is happening outside. Tell me what you want to do. I am steering the ship on a crash collision course towards this island. Um, if I see any sharp rocks, I'm going to try and steer it over them um, because I want it to spill its guts. Um, and yeah, and as as we get closer, I am I'm hold not holding because that would waste the spell slot, but. I'm waiting until an opportune moment where, you know, my friends will probably just see my arm come up as I cast the um, uh, control water spell. Um, yeah, pretty single-minded at the moment. Although, um, I, how much do I know about spell jamming ships and this sort of thing? Would you? Uh, is there a role I can do? Arcana, I would say, or history, if, if you if you want. Hmm. I, I I want history mildly more. I'll have that. Uh, it's, a, it's a six. 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 Yeah. As much as you know from about horses. Good. Um, okay, so I don't really know anything. Um, it, it, yeah. Because me, I, I have... Excuse me, Kat, I'm trying to talk. Me, I have a kind of... Uh, I'm feeling that I would be able to like command it to if, if there's things on board that I don't want to be on board I can have it digest them like, nope 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 we're not doing that um, but Tetch wouldn't get that inkling I don't think um, so I'm just going to have to accept that there's probably going to be a, a shark swimming around but at least it's not in the hands of the people that want to exploit it uh, yeah uh, just let me know when I'm kind of close enough that a whirlpool would be useful Okay, uh, so you you want to stay in this space? I'm uh, literally I'm following what I believe to be Talos's will, which is splatter this creature's brains on an island. Great. Um, thank you. We move out. People, you notice that the ship ship start moving towards uh, the rocky formation that is before Candlescape. And here is where somebody from the survivors starts screaming. And you realize that somehow you need to save these people. I mean, let me correct that. You realize that some of these people need saving. Uh, Tex, please stop doing that. I know you want to splatter the creature's brains, but we have a better idea. Tex, can you hear me? Give me a sign. Uh, you can't hear me. Yeah, I don't think so. Can I try to take I... the necklace off? Yeah, you can try. Mm -hmm. As you remove the necklace, uh, Tetch, you sort of feel this sucking of your soul into your body and you lose connection <gasps> with the creature. And the creature starts, it, it deaccelerates, but it's still moving on. Probably what are you doing? We don't have time. We, we do. Wait, wait. I will hand up as I sort of swap thing. Yeah. 
We'll swap. So I, so I have Can the armory now. Yeah. Oh. I'm yeah, totally just going to put it on. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. That was mine. So, Charlie, <laughs> you are in this uh, space. But let's stay outside for a minute. People, what is the plan? So I guess Charlie is going to take it somewhere where it is. Right, so Tetch, we rather than crashing and dashing this creature's head against a rock and mm -hmm. drowning all the people on board, of which there are still innocent people. What uh, about the lifeboats? Well, well, I think most of those got consumed. Oh. So I we made you, you all had that in hand. Well, I think one of the lifeboats is a gyrant, gyrating tentacle right now. Uh, <laughs> not the best use. Wiggling. So if if we can get Charlie to move us closer to shore, away from any settlement, we can drop off these people, and his boss, that wants his... Their boss. Uh, sorry, their boss, sorry, their boss. Uh, their boss wants this um, object, um, but it may also know how to destroy this creature without any loss of life or leaving it at the bottom of the ocean to mm -hmm. reside there forever. The difficulty is, while I was in the uh, the, the ship's mind space, one would say, um, I was contacted by a creature that was very intent on us getting to shore, and I don't believe that us going to shore is a good idea. I think this creature needs to die by any means here and now. And oh, I'm afraid we'll come to blows about this if... Uh, if it comes to it, my dear friend. Oh, of course, of course. Blows. I like blows, but uh, not with... Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> want to hurt each other. But we can fashion... We can stay in the deep shallow, deep waters then, and perhaps we can fashion something to make a boat for these people to... Uh, maybe we could use that gyrating tentacle as an engine <laughs> or something. I don't know. You're an artificer, right? You can help us create something. And I look over towards... Um, I can't remember their Seraphine. name. Yeah, Seraphine. Seraphine, goes... yeah. Uh, yeah, not that kind of artificer, but surely we can do something. Yeah, we could do something that to give these uh, these people uh, a chance at surviving, rather than just crashing a ship and hoping for the best. Um, has the ship changed course now that Charlie is steering? Uh, I don't know, but Wesley, being a giant ape, you can see most of the ship. I mean, it's really long and really big, so you can probably see up to the end. And the ship in itself is behaving weird. The surface is bubbling, like the same way as uh, the three creatures appear in front of Charlie, yeah, Charlie and Tetch. There is four other figures forming out in the same sort of uh, style, with more limbs than usual, more eyes than usual. Um, but it takes a while to appear. And um, that, we're gonna go to our break. <laughs> awesome. So, we'll see you soon to see how our friends try to save themselves and the people in this, or you know, just fire. I, I, I want to see how they sing my unthinkable. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you in Soon. See you. <laughs> <laughs>
and we are back. We finished our short dress and finished our uh, consumables. Let's find out how we sync this unsinkable tip. Um, first part, you delightfully. Um, I'm I'm a little bit frustrated about my roles, but that's fine. Uh, but you managed to defeat my creature and get the item that is somehow controlling this ship. Um, Tech has had some sort of revelation of what's going on with another divine entities, and Charlie got a nice idea of what to do with the um, with the ship. Uh, there was a little bit of load drop here and there, and now before we went to the break, Wesley. So in the order of dozens, maybe hundreds of small creatures appeared all over the um, the ship. What is going to happen? Who knows? And uh, we go back with our heroes. Yeah, I think on seeing this, Wesley will gently tap Arika on the shoulder. Uh, probably put her back on top just to get a slightly better view and gesture down at these creatures. Oh my god. Wesley, why did you say something? Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, so uh, if if we if we go uh, to the to the north of the ship, I don't know ship words, uh, the prow, uh, you will see before you at least 50 of those horrid little creatures uh, spawning. Um, if you were to cast your eyes to the south of the ship, the not prone, you will see an additional 50 odd creatures spawning. Um, we need to do something uh, pronto. I think it's or a not. bit more than, I think that's a bit more than my axe can take care of, if I'm honest. I, I will just take this juncture to point out that this didn't happen when I was at the helm of the ship. Or maybe it was. No, I, I know, I know. But I think. I want to get the ship to Wesley, uh, to Charlie's boss, but maybe it's not going to make it that far. I think maybe. it's important to to get uh, whoever is surviving and not infected to get them into one place um, as calmly as possible, so we can direct them as to where to go. Yes, someone do that. We'll make a vessel for them to sit in somehow, and then we crash it. Charlie, change of plans again. Uh, we go back with Charlie. Charlie, you cannot hear anything but the song of Orange. At this point, um, Charlie, you are also aware of these other three uh, presents in this um, space. Um, one of them will manifest in front of you. And this one, you didn't see this. This one was only Wesley and Dutch. It looks like a red octopus, like a mini version of the vessel of, of the ship. And it doesn't really have like a, something that you could call a face, but along all the tentacles and where the head would be, there's a lot of eyes here and there. And they open and close this in like, not not at the same time, but just they, each one of them have a different rhythm and seems to be floating. So sometimes, it looks to be really close to you and it's probably three feet long, but sometimes it looks to be all around yourself being kilometric in size. And you hear this voice in your head uh, saying, uh, 
please let me transform this world. Just let me come through. Everything will be okay. Yeah, that's not really my plan. Well, uh, let's compromise here. What's your plan? My plan is to take you back to my boss. And uh, if I'm honest, I think he'll probably take you to bits. Oh, it's a little bit cocky assumption, don't you think? I mean, my boss is very powerful. Oh, he is here. I, I, I see. I see. Well, I, they. Um, well, let me put this simple. I'm coming through anyways. So you can just do this, like a, remove a band-aid or just, it will just take longer for me to come through. Uh, can I roll an insight on that? Yeah. Mm-mm-mm, 18. Uh, you notice that this creature is, is overconfident. It's overconfident. Uh, but certainly right now it's a little bit, I would say nervous, if aberrations could be nervous, you know, like all this trouble is going to put me back in a couple of, decades who knows on my plan but i'm gonna make it well i'm patient so i guess i'll see you when you take the long way around and you notice how this creature is behavior like moving around it gets a bit frenetic you know like you just hear like a screech coming from somewhere there's like frustrations coming out and they say you will hear from the silent agony. I will make sure you don't die quickly. And it disappears. And yeah, what are you going to do? So from, I've, I've got this sort of bird's eye view of the ship. Um, am I aware of these little things all appearing Oh, that's on interesting. It? Yes, make me a, roll me a D100. Okay. Uh, 63. 63, yeah. Although you have most of the control over this ship in terms of direction, velocity, probably, the other three presents in here are controlling some other um, features of the ship. Do I have any sense? You you know that these creatures are spawning. Right, yeah, yeah. I'd like to try and wrestle control of the other aspects of the ship from okay. the other entities. Good, good, good. Make me a... This is a charisma check, I would say. Okay. Well, charisma, yeah, charisma check. Um, charisma. Yeah, make a charisma check. Okay. <laughs> the two wisdom-based oh, characters had uh, to do all that the that rolls. <laughs> uh, it's not great. That's a weapon. 11. Mm, you try to push further your will into this creature. And the creature, first of all, don't understand what you're trying to do because they, this, this creature is designed for this. So why are you trying to stop me of being myself kind of thing and pushes you back? Uh, outside, you are aware that 
the, the ship is like, it was going in a straight line and then it moves away, change direction, which probably you could assume that is Charlie's destination. But then at some point it's sort of like <laughs> when you are on your car and it stops suddenly and then you, you uh, start it up again. So something like that but for ships, if that makes sense. Uh, outside, what are you going to do? Okay, um, Wesley, I know you can't talk to me right now because you're a giant ape. You and me, let's go round up all the survivors. I think we're the fastest. We're the fastest people on this vessel and also strongest. We can carry loads. I've got one, two, and then over my shot, I can carry a few. We'll bring the survivors back here, which will leave uh, Tetch and Orica to work with Seraphine to figure out some kind of escape for them. And then um, we'll then we'll get the necklace back onto your touch and then you do your mind thing and crash bow everyone dies but us. I would say there is in the order of 150 passengers. <laughs> well that's not my problem. That's our <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Um Wesley will very gently and carefully lift Orca uh back off his shoulders and then leap down through the hole in the center of the ship and see who I can find. I'm afraid I'm not going to be a fleshy. terrible amount of... Uh, sorry. Yeah, everything looks fleshy, not really uh, a mean to escape, but people is getting nervous. And I think at this point, yeah, there is many people still in the... Not outside, but people is slowly moving outside. Oh, um, my dear, I'm afraid I, I, I don't know what help I'm going to be. I've very much tapped out in terms of my magical resources and uh, conjuring water vehicles is not my speciality. Is there anything in the hold? This thing was carrying loads of different items downstairs and loads of different storehouses. Maybe there's something in there, an inflatable boat, so I don't know, <laughs> something. Does anyone have the manifest? Could harness a shark to drag things along. Or sea turtles. Hey, uh, pull me back. So, so uh, you three, do any of you know anything that might be stored downstairs? I know the gold bringer people were doing, taking some pretty awesome stuff, but there could be something in there maybe. Uh, so the three of them look at each other and the city says, not to my acknowledge, these ships to be unsinkable, so there is no need for that kind of things. But, uh, hmm. of the folly of man. But, uh, Tetch, Tetch. Hmm. I know that you're very keen on being able to control the elements, water being one of them. Is Do you have enough range to maroon this ship on the seabed? My plan had been to uh, to shipwreck it on the island. Um, hmm. Obviously, the impact is not going to be uh, entirely. <sighs> Let's see. I I'm do just know wondering if, hmm. if there's a way of getting the people off without being near a shore. Well, if we're crashing onto rocks, we're going to be near a shore. Okay. It's all fleshy and soft, right? So let's get everyone to the back of the ship, and then we'll like make sure there's like a nice big wall full of fleshy softness for us to hit into. It'll be like a giant cushion. 
I had been uh, saving a spell for uh, such an occasion as to try and shipwreck this creature. However, if we did get to uh, within about 300 meters of the... Uh, at, no, 100 feet of the shore, I could part the water and keep it held apart so that everyone could simply walk across. However, I feel that even 100 feet away from the shore is, uh, is, is much closer than we really wish. Uh, it's at this moment where I should ask Charlie. We have, in a, like in a, let's imagine a map, mm -hmm. we're going from south of the continent. So the, the continent is on the right, the sea is on the left. You were going from the south of the continent, moving north to Candlescape. Mm -hmm. And this sort of rocky formation is be before Candlescape. Where do you envision are you taking the ship now towards your uh, bus? Is that for the north? Is that west? Is that south again? Or probably, is that... I think, I think, well, I'm, like, my ultimate goal is to take it back to my boss, but I want somewhere that I can drop people off. Okay. So you're still getting closer to the shore? Yeah. Somehow. Yeah, I think okay. so. Good, 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 good. Great. Uh, but also, that's the moment where you hear somebody screaming because they are being attacked by these creatures. Uh, place. I think when I like, can I sort of come back to normality without losing control yeah. of the ship and everything? Yeah. So then, yeah, I would hearing the scream, I would kind of snap back and go uh, and look around for whoever screamed. Are they on the deck? Yeah, they are upstairs. Uh, probably at this point, there is 20, 30 people in and you, except for Wesley, who is in the hall. Um, and there is a sea of these creatures coming to you. And I would say, roll for initiative, no, I'm joking. Um, and if we're just kind of taking pot shots out of initiative, I would be like using no, 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 the it's, it's not initiative. No, but out, out, out of initiative, if, if we're just kind of saying what we're doing, like, I would be doing that. So. 12 people believing that they can survive, they will jump out of the ship and try to make it to the shore. And three, four creatures jump after them. Uh, Sally Alkis, they are like, oh, holy shit, this is not going the way we wanted. And they will try to uh, contain uh, these creatures but it's not been really effective. Well, um, Seraphine uh, is going to uh, start like casting something. It's going to take a while, but uh, chase into something. And the Steel Defender is helping um, Sally and Alkis to hold uh, the line of these creatures. Do we have a plan for getting these people off the ship yet? There's very little that I can do, I'm afraid. The ship is made of flashy softness. Let's just crash the ship into the island, as Tetch said, dash its brains out, see what happens, and hopefully everyone will survive. We can't do anything. They're going to keep dying unless we, if we keep tarrying. So either we slow down and they die anyway, or we just go for it. 
I mean, if we crash the ship into the land, then all of these things are then on the land. Well, it's an island, isn't it? Mm. Not, not, not mainland. The island. But it's really we can. All oh, right. Is it sorry? Is it an island? I thought it was like rocks on the mainland, or like so on the shore of the mainland. It's the, a couple of uh, rocky formations before Candlescape. Got it. It's not an island. It's just okay. Right. See what you mean. Yeah. I will defer to uh, Charlie, Wesley, Orica, Malagak, Tesele. You five are harbingers, so I will defer to your authority on this. Uh, I'm as a symbol uh, messenger of uh, Talos. So. Whatever I can do to aid you, I will do. Is there a PA system? Orica, could you shout your voice to get everyone to prepare for impact? <laughs> can I shout my voice? Of course I can, my dear. And I you think you're pretty good at it, it as well. <laughs> I can project, yes. I don't have thaumaturgy, but I will uh, shout oh, out. I do. Well, touch, please. Feel free to. <laughs> no, if, if, if you've got something to do, my dear, please do. Well, I'd like a bit of backup, you know, something to amplify would be what, great. What am I saying? Unfortunately, I can only amplify my own voice. Please brace. <laughs> There's going to be some slight disturbance. <laughs> hold on to your nearest tentacle. I repeat, hold on to your nearest tentacle and brace for impact in five, four, three, two. So we are crushing it. Hopefully. Why? Um, so, uh, if, if, if it's going to happen, as the announce has been done, I would say, Tetch, this is the moment if you want to mm-hmm. control water in some way. Yeah, I mean, I've been, I was I was waiting just to see if um, we needed it, but um, I'm just going to go and do it. Uh, yeah, I'm creating a 100-foot um, wide whirlpool um, to... St- help give this give the ship a little bit extra kind of push so hopefully if it kind of maybe happens just in front of it and just kind of want to try and use the spin to slam it into the uh into the island so going from you want it sideways i'm thinking yeah maybe take take it on the temple might be a bit rather than the 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 forehead yeah absolutely Um, all right and as orica is making the announcement Charlie would sort of zone back into concentrating on guiding the ship. Yeah. Uh, can I hold on to Charlie? I like squat down and hold on to Charlie. So if when the impact happens, I can hold them, you know, so they don't get ejected. Into I will also the, hold on to Oren. Um, <laughs> it's more me panicking and holding on to Oren for dear life, not so much me saving him, uh, saving them. It's, yeah, that's what that is. Good. Um, um, if Wesley, well, as and when Wesley gets back up on deck, he will throw his ape-like form into this wall of creatures just to try and buy enough time for the ship to crash. Yeah, they start like climbing up top of you and biting you, but that's not a big deal. I have a lot of hit points. And that, so you, you, you pass control water mm-hmm. and yeah, my eyes kind of go completely white and there's lightning crackling out of my fingers as uh, the, the water just starts to swirl around. And you create this whirlpool that sort of gives this momentum to the ship that is it's accelerating hard and just with that sort of swing, it's going to impact to, uh, to the rocks. I'm loving this. So I just want to make sure that everybody is here ready for impact. Um, 
there's still people in both sides. I would say, or in my mind, everybody's on the side of the impact. Yes, the, the fact that it, that, that you are on top of the creature is going to make you not too vulnerable to the damage, but at some point you have to go into the water and probably there will be rocks there. But there's going to be some consequences out of this. Kill the... <laughs> the uh, kill the music for this uh, really uh, nice moment. And the aesthetic start accelerating and gets into the whirlpool and swings a little bit and there is a couple of there is not too many uh, small sharp uh, stones but there is a couple like really big ones like two or three that are like clearly please keep out or you will die and they the creature impacts and there is a screech coming out of this creature and it almost like if a how am I going to describe this? Imagine a cone of rock coming through a whale and all that splash of organs and tissues and flesh are just there exposed. This creature starts uh, sort of, uh, well, what's the word? Uh, moving frenetically, trying to escape, but it doesn't understand why it stopped moving. Inside your connection, Charlie. Charlie, you feel this pain. Could you please make me a wisdom saving throw? Hmm? Be good at this, though. That is a 28. <laughs> you don't pass out, but the same feeling that is this creature being impaled by the rocks on one of the sides, maybe one on the temple, it's it's hard on you, so you lose the connection, but it's still you're you're there, eh, pretty okay, and you find yourself being hugged by Malagak. Malagak, make me a dexterity saving throw, please. I will try because I was ready for it. Do I have the advantage, maybe? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, thank God, because I'm big, but I'm <laughs> not dexterous. That's a nineteen. So you manage to keep hold on Charlie, but the but the whole inertia has made you roll over and you fall uh, aboard. Yeah, all over the road. And um, you fall into the water. There is a couple of rocks there that is going to make you some damage. Please make me now a strength check, please, to see if you keep hold on Charlie. Just gonna say you do still have bardic inspiration. You can use that whenever you like. Oh, as um, a twenty-one, because I still I'm still giant, so I still have my. Uh, Charlie's gonna be okay, but you take eighteen points of um, blood blood jelly damage. Oh, I almost died for you. <laughs> uh, Wesley, you. There is not much that you can hold on that is not gonna break for the weight of the ape. So even if you pass your uh, dexterity saving throw, you try to, hang, to to hold from one of the uh, masts and they break because of your weight and then you go, fall into the water and to the rocks. And you're gonna take 
and it doesn't matter. You have a lot of hit points, right? <laughs> but the important thing here is that there is a lot of creatures and uh, yeah, crowd, crowd, grabbing mm -hmm. here. Fine, uh, Orica. So you holding on to Oren. Yes. Who was helping to sort of tame this creature. Mm -hmm. And it's been working that that it's much more uh, easier, was easier to control this creature. Thanks to that. Um, what is your strategy here? It was like, I hope holding into Oren's gonna save my life or I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm gonna hold into Oren. It was mainly a moment of madness and panic, uh, Ali, if I'm honest with you. That was a Orica does not know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Doesn't want Oren to die. So decided to hold on to Oren and just hope. <laughs> that was that was where we were going with that. Please roll me a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Uh, that in total is ten. Unfortunately, you lose hold on Oren. Both of you mm -hmm. just go on different directions. Uh, the music stops, obviously. And then you're gonna take. Ouch. 16 points of lottery damage is true. And Wesley is no longer a an ape. Uh, at least when you reduce size, this could just hold, lose hold or grab on you as well. So you're free, Wesley, but still, you're there. Uh, Tetch, mm -hmm. finally. You were doing, you think. I think your yours is going to be a disadvantage. It's fair. It's fair. It's uh, dexterity as well. Yes. Much like our dearly departed monster, I'm also not very good at these. That is a five. And you just into one of the rocks, you receive the full impact. You, you know, like it, you don't even hit the water first. You hit oh. a rock. Right on a rock. Okay. And you're going to take. Oh, gosh, 18 points of blood turning them. One eight. Yes. Thankfully, uh, still standing, but yeah. There is a moment, Sally, uh, Alkis, everyone just flies away. I'm pretty sure they actually weren't expecting this. They were like, yeah, they have this under control. I mean, there's no way we're going to do this. Um, they go flying some bits uh, over there. So, in theory, you didn't sink my ship, right? <laughs> so it's still unsinkable. But this creature is, you can feel it, uh, Charlie. It's in pain, it's dying. You also feel that pain is it's really, really uncomfortable. But thanks for uh, passing your wisdom saving show. At this point, most of you have hit the water and are sort of sinking. Uh, touch. Mm -hmm. Did you stop the spell? How, what, how long does it go for? Uh, that's a good point. It is concentration, so I will just do a concentr uh, concentration check. No, that's that's a five. So um, yeah, it's the whirlpool dissipates as I kind of slam onto the rocks. Uh, so the 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 whirlpool. It takes a while for it to totally dissipate. So most of you are like in the water, being dragged 
down. The probably the only one that is out is Tetch who hit a rock and it's on the rock. Please tell me. Malagak is surprised because he can breathe underwater still, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Good. Can I can I see where everyone's gone? Uh, I mean, I would love maybe, to do this passively. I have a that would be an eighteen, but I will do a check if you want. Yeah, please make me. Uh, uh, As I look around, still a little bit in pain, but that is a twenty-two. You mostly see everyone except maybe Alkis and the Seraphim, but they, <laughs> they are like. So Alkis, being a paladin, might be struggling, swimming with the plate, and Seraphim probably is trying to uh, rescue the um, still defender, probably. Mm, mm, mm. But everybody else, you, you can see, or at least deduce where they are. Do they... <laughs> so this is where being tapped out is not helpful. Um... <laughs> If I, I don't think I can swim anyway, um, and it's going to take me ten minutes to take my arm off. So I'm, I'm pretty much just going to have to leave people to to their own. To, I, I, I literally I can't do anything because if I get in the water, I'm also wearing chainmail. So yeah, I mean I, um, I have the slight advantage that I can breathe as, underwater as well. So I, I, I guess I'll try to help Alkis or anyone that's struggling. Yeah. But I'm, it's going to be very very naff. With um with your role you also see that the bubbling on the creature that was spawning creatures or like mini creatures mm-hmm. stopped but there is some still on on top of the ship and they start like jumping out i would say that this rock formation is about two or three maybe five miles away from Candlescape. Mm-hmm. So still some sort of way to, for you to be safe and some sort of space for you to avoid these creatures to get into the shore, if that's what you want to do, right? What is everybody else doing? Can Wesley use shape water to create a current to carry him to the nearest shore or at least bit of land? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, once I'm up there, um, yeah, at least immediately we'll just keep on casting shape water, trying to pick out people where I can and basically drag them out of the way. <clears throat> yes. Uh, so y- you you are being sort of dragged by this, but what is left of the whirlpool, and then you cast your spell, and because you are able to breathe on the water, you have a little bit more... It's not frenetic. You are not like in stress to have been down so worry about I'm gonna asphyxiate here. And you see some of the creatures coming to you, but then you manage to escape with this sort of um with your spell. But you know they are coming. And as soon as you get to this sort of rock that allows you to stand and um to see there is other creatures on the rocks as well. Orica. So I'm I'm underwater. Do I see do I see any other survivors? Do I see Oren? You don't see Oren at, at first glance. 
Yeah. Uh, you see other survivors, they are still trying to make it to those rocks. Now, because it's the, still the open sea, trying to get to the rocks is dangerous as well because the, uh, the waste might slap your canes. Uh, so this is not like a really, it's, it's not a beach episode anime, okay? Mm -hmm. This is still dangerous for everyone here. What Sorry. do you want to do? Uh, with my back to the rocks, I would like to do that swimming thing of getting people by the, the shoulders mm -hmm. and swimming backwards. If I take the damage from the rocks, that's fine. And I'll try and hoist them on before myself. Yeah. Uh, with the same, because you're looking to the sea, you mm -hmm. see this movement in the water that there's, the, the creatures are coming to you. Uh, Charlie, Malagag took most of the impact. You are fine. What do you want to do? Um, so, how far have I been dragged from the ship so far? Like, am I still kind of like like we fell in the water? Are we getting dragged away from the ship? What's uh, how far I, am I from the ship currently? I guess from the ship, I would say about sixty feet. Okay, kind of thing. Yes. So I would say that there is. 10, 15 feet to some rocks, and then the, the, cool. the ship is already like on top of the rocks. Yeah, yeah. good. Uh, so my wildfire spirit will still have been flapping around through all of this. Uh, <laughs> and can it can it get to me? It can fly at 30 feet. How far under the water am I? Oh, interesting. Is, is it a creature? It is a creature, I think. Okay, so it's going to have been propel as well. So let's roll... Even though it flies? Like, it wasn't on the ship, it was flying. Flying. Okay. I would say, without your command, still on top of the ship. So it's 60 feet away from you. Okay. Well, that doesn't help me. Um, I guess, well, it would... Well, in... It would take a couple of turns, I guess, but we're not initiative. So it would fly over and it would use its uh, fiery teleportation to take both me and Malagak out of the water onto rocks. Nice. Uh, so as you do that, you see a couple of survivors already in the rocks. You see Orica, you see especially Tetch. And you see Wesley, I think probably the, the one that is most aware of these creatures. And I would say at this point you are surrounded by them. Some of them coming from the ship and some coming uh, from the sea. Uh, Alkis, you, you, you see, you hear some uh, battling already happening. Alkis and Celia are already fighting some of them. Uh, no way, there is no sign of Oren or Seraphine at this point. Tell me. So anyone that's still in the water, any survivors, I would be guiding my wildfire spirit around to try and teleport them out to various Nice, rocks. nice. That's that's an excellent plan. Thank you. Anybody else? Uh, yeah, I'm still trying to do much the same thing with shake water. Give people a bit of assistance getting out of the ocean. I think Malagak would... He's not sensible enough to create any massive, wonderful plan. Um, so he would just axe, axe things as they come up out of the water or yeah, help yeah, when he's as they're coming in, it's like, you get an axe and you get an axe, just trying to, <laughs> you know. Absolutely. 
I think that um, Tetch is probably also on monster duty. Um, I don't. I really don't have any spells like, unless anybody looks like they particularly. Um, uh, I can't think of the word now. Um, I have gust, so you know, if anyone looks like they're particularly, um, uh, you know, light and and uh, might might retain some some wind in their sails and I could use gust to help them ashore but uh, to be quite honest I think I'm probably just sacred flaming um, sounding a little bit behind Malagak and just yes uh, there are a lot and you are between trying to stay safe and trying to save the survivors you're taking some damage as well so it's, this is slowly wearing you out and this still not yet the break of the day. So it's really dark in here. And yes, of course, some of you have dark vision and etc. but it's still a really rough uh, spot for all of you, especially because of the weather and um, the, uh, the splashing of the sea salt on your eyes and etc. You're, you're just not feeling great. Can but, I, yeah. uh, if I get an opportunity, uh, possibly also if I can see him given how uh, doctors, can I fly over to Tesselli? Yeah. Um, yeah. In which case, yeah, we'll just land, uh, yeah, land next to them in the middle of the battle. And can either of you get a message out to Candlekeep? We need a way of getting these people out of here. Uh, we've done. They are coming. I think in the darkness as well, everyone would hear through through stab noises because she has like a little dagger attached to her like it, it goes down her leg so she's got that out and slicing at whoever's coming near but in between slices you would all hear Oren! Has anyone seen Oren? Oren! No response. Yep. Um... Liz, I, I genuinely thought you were going to say that the bayonet was attached to the end of your loot, like a... <laughs> <laughs> it is now. Could I, um, could, um, to, as he's fighting, Malagak will make his way over towards Orica. Could I use the other oil you have to set fire to my great axe head? Not only to do more damage and look cool, but also it's a large light in a dark place so people can try and get to the relative safety that we're with. People don't need to ask me more than once for lubricant, Malagas, of Lubricate, baby. Um, I'll use some of, like, some of the armor that's been damaged and some of the cloth. I'll just wrap it around the axe head, at my great axe head, and then pour the lubricant on, set it on fire quickly, and then rejoin. Again, just trying to get people in one place, because at the moment everyone's spread out, and I'm trying to save people. And all I could do is hit things. <laughs> uh... Wesley, so you are around Alkis and Teseli, mm -hmm. and they are trying to. Uh, so um, Alkis sort of casting a compelled duel, so try to call the attention of all the monsters and Teseli supporting him. Uh, they are pushed into the water again for these creatures as they are like about 15 surrounding them. And you find yourself as well sort of surrounded by three or four of them. And you, of course, your rock is not that big, so they are sort of in the water. It's logistics for this combat is complicated, but you find yourself surrounded. And I, I guess they, one of them gets grabbed onto you. I mean, I still have winged boots active, so I'm just going to try and stay in the air and to keep myself away from any of these. Nice, nice. Uh, so 
how far are you going to be flying up? Uh, just enough to make sure I'm not in range of any of them hitting me. But yeah, beyond that, I want to be able to keep an eye on what's happening. Um, yeah, I do have one last spell slot left, so if I can line up enough of them, I'll drop a lightning bolt just to try and clear some space. But <laughs> that's that's all I've got. Otherwise, that's it's just cantrips. <laughs> no. Uh, thank you very much. That's uh, amazing. Uh, okay, uh, Charlie, you are helping all the people, and most of you are like in a similar situation where you start like being um, surrounded by by these creatures. Uh, Wesley. You see not too many, but some lights coming from Candlescape. Uh, they are coming slow, but there are some, like, you know, some small bugs uh, to you, um, to your aid. Uh, that hmm? similar situation, you are surrounded by these creatures. Um, I mean, I, I've, I have got a couple of like first level slots, so if, if there were enough of them and I figured it was worth burning one. I would cast Thunder Wave, which is a 15-foot cube. Like if, if I literally thought like this is the this is the moment they're all crowded in, I would just do that and then use my channel divinity to deal maximum damage on it as well. And they just fly away. You have a couple more. Uh you, you make some time for yourself. Thank you. Uh Orica. Um there's a there's a lot of vicious mockery going on right now. <laughs> you make this terrible. Keep your tentacles away from me. I hate you. Like sort so, sort yourself out, Margaret. All that kind of stuff. That's going. Um, if I notice that any of my companions who are also fighting anyone are getting particularly damaged, I will be using healing word on them, which is my last second level. <laughs> so if anyone is particularly damaged, probably uh, Malagax was the one like doing melee uh, attacks or. Well, I mean, so from the ship, I was about 50% okay. So yeah, just taking, he's taking some, some attrition damage and things, but, um, well, he's still, thankfully the creature didn't buy him at all. <laughs> it's fine. The, it's coming your way anyway, because you're doing more damage than me. So, uh, healing, not much, seven points. Thank you. Uh, as you are casting this. A little bit of distraction and you feel something grabbing you from your ankle and they pull you into the water all those those have at malaga you receive the healing so you're aware that uh orica is being pulled into the water well i've died but i've died bombing but i think he's bombshelling <laughs> <laughs> amazing yeah uh orica make me a perception check perception okay yes. um I'm rolling amazingly today. 13. 13. Uh, it's dark. It's underwater. You don't... You don't see what's going on, but you feel that this creature that was grabbing you by the ankle ceases, lets you go, and then something else grabs you from um, from the back of your neck or, or your clothes. Takes you out of the water, just like... If you were just a simple, not weighted uh, rag, just put your back into the rocks. You just and... call Orica a rag. <laughs> <laughs> no. <Ooh. laughs> As if. And then uh, Managak, well, you jump anyways, but everybody else that was around and trying to keep, like, you know, making some sort of uh, illumination for everybody, 
you see this gigantic, probably it's large creature, it's not gigantic, but it's like large creature. And this is a work shark. And this work shark takes uh, Orica and puts them on the, puts her on, on the rocks. And there is something familiar out of this work shark. I don't know if this is the beard, I don't know if this is the hair or the clothing, but people would say that it looks really similar to Mildred. And when they start speaking, when she starts speaking, she says, oh, don't worry, we, we're here to help, don't worry. And those <laughs> looking into the water, you see dozens of dorsal fins coming into the shore and those creatures just disappearing and being pulled under the water. And in a couple of minutes, you and those workshops, some sort of cooperation deal with this infestation of aberrations. Uh, Orica, you being the closest to this um, to this workshop with uh, Mildred, um, Mildred is some sort of just overlooking the operation and uh, you have the sense that she's looking for something. Mildred, what are you looking for, dear? You look to be scanning the area with your very bulbous eyes. What, what are you looking for? Can I help you? Yes, your friend. What is your friend? Which one? I've got many friends. <laughs> Wesley, the one that... Uh, no, oh, the big I, one. I don't the one think that he likes you. Tell me what happened. I know things are busy, but tell me what happened because I don't think he likes you very much. I just got that impression. I don't know you that well, but things seemed a little tense. Business, you know, business. Not her feelings, but I'm going to cut his throat. Bottom don't her. do that. You've just saved him. Don't <laughs> save him. No need to kill him. That makes no sense, Mildred Dean. If you do that, I'll have to cut you and I'll wait. I'll brandish my uh, little bayonet <laughs> her direction. <laughs> she doesn't look any uh, impressive. Like... Well, one eye's going that way. The other eye's going that way. So I really can't tell what's going on with her. Are you looking at me? Oh, yes, you are. <laughs> Hello. And, uh, so... He will just say, um, the seas belong to Ombele, not to any aberration. And she will jump into the water and as what you could assume will eat some of those aberrations. And then you can just see the, the fins disappearing and, and you will see them no more. Before they before they do leave, Tetch would have if, if there if there were kind of worse sharks and you know the, the battle dropped would just kind of turn to one. So, in the name of uh, truce and uh, cooperation, uh, you should know that there is one of you aboard that vessel. That you may want to uh, chew out. Would you not, have not? Would you have shout that to Mildred or to any other worse shark around? Which whoever was nearest, I, I, I'm. Not, not to put too fine po point in it. I can't tell the bear sharks apart, so <laughs> yeah. I don't know which one's in charge. I would just kind of say, look, there's one of you on there. Like, th you know, they've helped us. They've kind of shown themselves to be allies, as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. I don't want the creature to go to the gold fraps. I can't remember their name now. Um, Bringers. Bringers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the gold fingers. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, I, I don't want them to go to there. So much better that they're kind of in in some sort of pack, and then that can be dealt dealt with another time. But at least the gold bringers don't have. Yeah. Uh, one of them, probably two of them, were like just acknowledge your comment, and yeah, probably you will uh, assume that they stop battling to go to, to the ship and, and look for, for such thing. Like, instead of going into the water, they will walk to to deal with that. Yeah, I, I give them as best directions as I can, presuming that the ship is probably on its side now, so... <laughs> you know, that, oh. Yeah, similarly to... Um, to the creature that you uh, born down to ashes, this... Um, the, the ship is also like drying up, like if a sea animal, it's been taken out of the water for long and it's just like drying up. Uh, and finally, you can see a couple of meters away, some really small boats, rowing boats coming to your aid. They are not getting close to the rocks because they will be uh, slammed against. So somehow you will have to make it into those boats. Mm-hmm swimming um i mean i if if i gauge that they are stopping out um don't you know don't want to go presuming that there's no danger tetch would ritual cast water walk on mm-hmm. kind of nine creatures take some survivors to a boat walk back and just kind of just keep doing that yeah it'll uh, take absolutely. it'll take hours but uh, but then I guess, Charlie, you will still use your teleport- teleportation. So yeah. there is a, a big synergy with the party here just to, to put all the survivors out there. Um, we are getting close to the end of this. How would you start? How would you like to start wrapping up in terms of, would you like to, the five of you going to a boat and have a conversation to uh well, what what am I feeling from my connection to the ship currently? <laughs> the ship is dying. Yeah, yeah, slowly, very slowly. I think. Uh, uh, sorry, carry on, Charlie. Um, then, like, I'd be sort of trying to comfort it, soothe it. I'm like, oh. I don't, I'm not up for it. I don't want it to die alone. That kind of, I've got this connection with it now, and I'm like, I, I could take this off, but then. So Charlie, I guess, gets themselves onto the boat along with all the other survivors and is just kind of quite solemnly standing on the side of the boat looking at the wrecked ship and... Are you telling me that you're showing compassion to the celebration? Because that is one of the sweetest things I ever witnessed in D&D. Thank you very much, Shane. That was amazing. Um, In this space that you... You are losing this connection, but it's still this sort of mini space where you are still connected and you feel the pain. You've been been feeling the pain, but the pain is fading away because the connection is fading away. So you, at some point with it, when it stops hurting you, it means that it finally, it's over. It probably will take all the way to Candlescape for this to happen. Unfortunately, it's a very slow death for this creature. Uh, but yeah, thank you. That was amazing, Jim. Uh, anybody else? Do you want to, for those who see Charlie jumping into one boat, would you follow Charlie? Would anybody will uh, by your own? But I think just before that happens, I think 
Malagak would run to Wesley and try and cover him, like hide him. Like, Wesley, they're here for you. Be careful. Mildred's returned. She might attack you again. Let's try and get into the boat without them seeing you so you don't get attacked again. Mildred's back? Yeah, she had like a... Oh, that's... Yeah, to complicate matters. That's a problem for another day. Yes, let's find a boat. It's just, come on, uh, I'm going to, like, try and hide you from the ocean, which just involves me, like, walking around you, like... <laughs> thank, thank, thank you, Malagak. That's just, very kind of you. We can't, we, can't, we can't be fighting the people that just helped us survive. And I don't want them to attack you again. Why did they attack you? It's a long story. It's probably not worth getting into now. Okay. <laughs> not now where well we have a boat journey so let's 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 get you to safety you can tell us all about it so uh, so Malagak and Wesley will go in one boat together same question would that be the same boat as Charlie another yeah. boat oh definitely the same boat as Charlie 100% uh, Tetch and Orica presumably would try and stick to the same people I'm, I'm kind of leaving this crowd to last like if obviously if Charlie gets people uh, on board themselves but yeah I'm, I'm doing kind of civilians first and then I'll sort out Orica and get on whatever boat is has space do I see Oren? neither is our thing I will wait till the very end until everyone has got onto the boats so the last people on the shore that on these rocks is uh, to sell Alkes who are talking to other uh, higher ranks than just mariners, who are like sort of asking what happened. They are sort of uh, explaining the situation, X, Y, Z. Uh, Do I notice Arika doing this? Yeah. Okay, so Malagak, just give me a moment. Arika. Wesley. I don't want to make any assumptions, but well, all of us can still breathe water for quite a while longer. I've got at least a little bit of a control over some currents. If you, if there was anyone you wanted to look for, they're just not here, Wesley. They, they were there with me, and now they're not. Orin, if you could try and locate them. Is there anything you can do? I'll give it a go. Um, yeah, DM. Gonna drop back down beneath the surface. Can I see anybody? How deep do you want to? You want to be... Where do you want to look? Underwater or sky up? Um, I'm, I'm sort of assuming if they were visible from the sky, I would have already seen them, given I've been flying around for a while. Yeah. So yeah, gonna go, yeah, probably gonna go all the way down to the bottom, see what I can find. Yeah. Uh, it's fun because you are a storm sorcerer. And storms are also some sort of link with the ocean. And you feel they sort of warm um, 
yeah, warm feeling of like welcoming from the ocean. And you start going down and down. And at some point you sort of missed that sort of connection and still getting really, really cold. But you see this rainbow light that you saw from the um, Steel Defender really, really down. Yeah, I will, yeah, shape water, kind of continue this current just around myself, gradually bring myself down towards it. So you will, doesn't really matter, but you still, you start receiving some cold damage and this ocean is like not welcoming you anymore. Now you are in other territory, which is not the storm territory. Uh, It doesn't, it takes you a while and probably Oricat, Sally and Alkis are like, What's going on? What's what's the matter? Wesley's died. <laughs> well, let's go. And <laughs> you see those three figures, uh, sort of just on the ocean floor. What's the name? Yeah. Bottom. Seabed. 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 Yes. Uh, the three figures, uh, sort of, not moving on the bottom of the ocean. You can see uh, the Steel Defender, Seraphine, and Oren. Oren holding onto the mask. Are they alive? Uh, you will have to get close, and as you get close, they look unconscious. And then the Steel Defender are always linked to the life of the Artificer. And you can see that the light is still on. Do they... They're unconscious, so they appear to be breathing. We'll find out. <laughs> Next week. <laughs> yeah, they're alive. Can you shape water out of their lungs? Is that a thing? <laughs> Can you carry them? Yeah, I Probably. guess the question is how you're going to... Yeah. <sighs> I mean, I'm aware I'm already stretching the limits on a cantrip. <laughs> Do I have any hope of moving four of us back up or is that very much out of my reach at this stage i can come and help remember as well i'm big I think you will have to go out and then come back yeah all right i'll yeah i'll head back up and say to whoever's still there i found them all three of them they're they're at the bottom but i can't move them by myself you just left them on the bottom wesley <laughs> I, that's, that's fine. I'll um, I'll take off some of my armor as you're speaking, so I can swim better. Malagak, I'll, it's it's I will a long come way. As well. Yeah, I think. Tuseli, I've got my. I've got do my you have anything that can help her? Uh, the cell is gonna cast. Uh, well, that's not to look, but uh, enhance ability on all of you. Probably enlarge. Well, Alkis will cast enlarge of Malagak. Oh really? Because then I'm huge. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am no you longer large. Sea. I am huge. <laughs> So I, um, <laughs> I can grab the the the, art, the metal one and Seraphim, and you grab Orin. I mean, if Malagak's huge, surely Malagak can get all three. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to give. Uh, well, I need someone to show me where they are. So it's the same sort of situation where you start going down, and it starts getting really cold, and you receive some cold damage from it. You you get to the um, sea seabed, and Malagak grabs people, start moving up. It's it takes a while. It's not, I'm not gonna lie, it's not comfortable. And then 
every now and then you see a whale shark passing by, just like giving you the look. I'm going up. Uh, you made it out. As soon as people are brought to shore, I will start going around and just using spare the dying, just in case. Nice. As I'm huge. I will start with Oren. My hands. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll hold my hands out with the two the two humanoids, and then yeah, just because I mean I'm huge, right? So they can fit in my hand. So I'll he- hold my hands out, Oren and Seraphine one, and the steel defender just kind of like latched on under my arm. Yeah, Oren yeah. first, Seraphine. Yeah. Uh... So there is ways to solve this, but neither Teseli or Alkis have such means or spell. I think I'm just double check. So as a sailor, would I know how to help with people who have intaken? You know, I'm thinking, you know, how to resuscitate, you know, how to. So I have the sailor background because I spent a lot of time on the ocean. So you know, from my background, I would no, you know, when someone swallows too much water, you can help get it out. Can I do that procedure? <laughs> oh, yes. Ali doesn't know that procedure, so let's just say you roll for that. You roll well, and that's happening, but I don't know how to describe it. Um, uh, that's okay. It's chest compressions and a bit of mouth oh, yeah. to mouth. So at least you know that you're doing everything you can at this yeah. point, but then you will have to make it to the shore and take it to yeah, someone who can revivify, I guess, or resurrect. Well, they're not dead, technically. <laughs> they're on the edge. We need someone to help. It, there's more, more damage than a healing spell, but they're not dead. It's more emotional damage at this point. <laughs> emotional damage. So um, everybody will put into a bow. The part of you will be put into a bow. And then the Salian Alkis will sort of um, say, we will take care of Seraphine and Orin, everything is fine. We will see you somewhere uh, at the shore. Do, do I get, so, sorry, Ali, do I, do I get the sense that some healing would help? Because I do have a healing potion. Yeah, it would help, but it won't solve the issue, you know, just mm-hmm. stabilize further. Yeah. Okay, uh, if they're already stable, then... Yeah. So you start making your way to the shore. It takes a while because uh, I'm pretty sure you are not helping with the rowing. You are all exhausted. Like like I can feel huge. Please drop the huge thing. The boat's leaning a bit too much. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say this counts as a short rest. If that helps <laughs> something. Oh. I get nothing. <laughs> so Wesley, whilst this lovely NPC is uh, rowing for us, uh, you said you had a. St- uh, how did how did Mildred attack you? Like they, I feel a little bit guilty for punching them off the ship four times uh, because they've just saved us. Um, and are we should we be prepared for them to uh, attack the boats and? St- pull you down into the depths i i don't think so i've i've got some unfinished business there but it's not something that needs to concern any of you thank you thank you for your part in getting me out of the original conflict that was very much appreciated but yes i I think i think you should just forget about mildred and yes let's get ourselves ashore 
Now, you see the thing, uh, Wesley, about forgetting things. Bards don't really do that. We like stories. We like to know a beginning, a middle, and end. Now, we know the beginning, I think. Uh, we know what happened in the middle. We know need to know how this is going to end, because if Mildred's going to come back for you, you need to be ready. And your friends do too. That's us. I think, right? Yeah. Look, I... It's not that I don't appreciate the offer, but I I generally work alone. This is not something that any of you need to be involved in. It's my own business, and I will take care of it myself. Wesley, Wesley, Wesley. <laughs> Do you look alone right now? Because I think that we just saved Candlekeep, and you weren't working alone for that, were you? Without Orica, you would never have been... Awesome, um, a giant ape. <laughs> or part of a very successful group uh, on stage. Exactly, the quintet. Mm. I mean, I did enjoy the quintet. It's, it's been very nice. And yes, I'm, I'm glad that we were able to uh, to come together to resolve this. I yes, certainly couldn't have done any of that without you. But, well, I hope I was at least helpful in my own way. But... And you know what they say? about problems and giving them to other people. It's no longer your problem. Yeah. Wait, no, that's not what my office used to say. <laughs> yeah, uh, a problem given is a problem given to someone else to help you with. And we uh, can help. Orica's going to begin uh, just with the loot. There once was a person called Wesley who refused to share his problems <laughs> with his friends. <laughs> Looking pointedly at Wesley. The 25 maidens on a show. This is how the song's currently going, Wesley. Do you want me to continue? Do you want to make a persuasion check on that? <laughs> sure. Can I help by badly reiterating that once was a man named Wesley? <laughs> <laughs> See, it's around now. Right. Uh, Actually. <laughs> uh, 27? <laughs> All right, I... <sighs> okay, fine, I, it's not something I'm proud of and I didn't mean for any of you to get involved and so I'm sorry that this, this is happening. It's, I'd really rather you just walked away and forgot about it all, but if you must know, I've been contracted to kill Mildred and I sort of need to make sure that happens. Um, it was very much me who started that conflict rather than Mildred. Uh, she may be coming back to kill me anyway, but uh, if she is, I very much got myself into this mess and none of you should have to dig me out of it. Most will be doing too much digging in the ocean. <laughs> there weren't a lot of rhymes with that, Wesley. I can't rhyme much with Mildred. Oh, dead. No, I can do that. No, sorry. Malagat, continue. Well, Wesley, don't worry about it. We'll we'll keep you safe until you're unsure, but this thing, um, I would probably not recommend going near the ocean for a while and maybe see if you can take another job that doesn't involve killing unnecessarily. Literally. Well, I'll certainly need to do a little bit of thinking about the best way forwards. But you do. That's time for that. There is. The, oh, oh, I just remembered. <laughs> we, we still have this. 
and I just look at Gino. Well, we're alive and we have the ovary. What, what, what's your plan? Um, <clears throat> so this, uh, I, how far have we gone at this point? Like, I've, am I still feeling this connection? Has, has the ship finally Very, gone? very faded. Very, very faded, yeah. Um, I mean, if it's still there, even tenuously, I will, I would still have the necklace on, I think. Um, well, I'm going to take this back to my boss and hope it's what he's looking for. What, this? Or the necklace? No, this one. You'll, you but, take the necklace and I take this? Yeah. What are you going to do with that one? Well, I'll take this back to my boss. Well, Elder. But didn't your boss want this? Like, I pull out the, the, the really wet, sodden note for the circle that I drew. Remember <laughs> the... the yeah. Yeah, I remember. So your mission all along was to get that, not this? No, it was to get that one, but uh, I think I can. I think this will do. Okay, if you're confident, then all my problems have been sorted in one fell swoop. See, Wesley, a problem shared is a problem fixed. <laughs> who exactly is your boss, Charlie? There are many people who, well, certainly I would be confident in dealing with a problem of the size we've just left behind uh no there's not um with all due respect he doesn't like me talking about it there once was a person called charlie <laughs> <laughs> refused to share who their boss was to their party <laughs> By the sounds of it, that'll yes, actually there was <laughs> some, some extra brownie points with this boss, I think. But as long as your boss isn't going to be annoyed, that I, I, I mean, I, the rest of you, this thing is very, very powerful. It just turned a boat into a, a, a tentacle monster. Are you all happy for? I can protect it very well. Um, are you all happy for me to take this back? Dutch, I know you seem to have some understanding of things that are not within my grasp. Uh, I assure you that uh, any, any uh, expertise that I may have exuded was entirely uh, faint. Uh, I've probably got about as much a view on it as you have, my dear chap, but uh, I think if anyone were competent enough to uh, protect such a device, it's yourself, so. Oh, thank you. Only because of how good we work together, though, you know. One person on their own isn't ever going to win a battle, eh, Wesley? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. One of you in my time. Yeah, we have. We have, yeah. <laughs> so we're getting, uh, getting close to the to the shore. Your, your last moments to talk stuff through. You know, touch. I know. In your last little speech there, you decided that Tuscelli was the fifth harbinger. Hmm. I don't think you've done such a bad job of harbinging yourself this time. Might want to just tweak the way you view things a little bit. That's kind of you to say, but uh, it's not not a place for me to decide. I am but a humble priest. Humble priest? What? You just made a whirlpool out of nothing. 
I would never be strong enough to throw a ship at an island, and you did that with just eyes and lightning. Right? Uh, Talos did the whirlpool. I am but a vessel. No, you're a harbinger. What was it, Wesley? You got it. Yeah. You got it. You are one of them. He Tetch doesn't say anything more, but just kind of does does smile a little bit to himself. Maybe maybe you're kind of reaching him. But, uh, he's an NPC in his own story, so. <laughs> uh, oh, Erica, could I could I put a request in? Is it for more lubrication, Malagax? Because no. I'm tapped out, I'm afraid. I that's... have no more lubrication for you. No, that's okay. It goes something like this. There was also a bugbear named Malagak. Mm-hmm. I don't know the rest. That's for you. That's the request. <laughs> just upon your travels, just Do sing over. To go get things and then bring them back. Okay, get backer. I told you that's okay, what get I back had. a called Malagak, yes. <laughs> Thank you. I'd appreciate that. And I will sing it in every single tavern that I visit after this. The fame shall surely grow. It will. And I'll tell you, I'll tell the truth. I will not uh, embellish or change any detail of what happened because what we did was remarkable, I think. Although I do hope we got all the survivors. Did we get all the survivors, Ali? <laughs> Most of them. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of effective people on that ship. Most of them. We, we got all the survivors except the ones that died. <laughs> mm. yes. Yeah, a lot of people just died. A lot of people. A lot of people. I might just it? happen to miss that little detail out, but you know, yes, I'll, I'll keep it a jolly tale. <laughs> As you get into the sand of the beach, really quiet, behind this rock formation, there is not more many waves. You see candleskip a couple of miles away. No, a couple of meters. Yeah, maybe one mile away from the coast. And the day breaks. Of course, it was getting clearer, but you see the first ray of light breaking on the horizon. And Wesley and Dutch, you feel your connection with the storm and Talos sort of restore this kind of uh, interference that was between you and your uh, arcane and divine uh, energy is restored. Uh, behind you, the boat with uh, the Sally, Alkis and the rest as well gets into the sand. And they said that uh, we will take care of these uh, what you just did today is amazing. Alkis and I will sing about it. We'll make sure that Oren sings about it as well. Um, if you need anything, please don't hesitate to contact us. And if you need an explanation as well, um, they give you some in, 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 instructions to where you can uh, have like a night of rest before you do whatever you want and uh, the, the, the bill will be on, on them. So with that, you've been all wore, wore down and tapped out and no spells. I imagine you will just crash into a bed and sleep for a whole, whole day. And I, yes. I have a, a final thing that Charlie would do just before that. Um, with the connection finally gone from this necklace, we take the necklace off 
uh, and having had a short rest, has a wildfire spirit again. Uh, and this one, as what, even though they are miles away from this thing by now, uh, from the the remains of the shipwreck, um, will manifest their wildfire spirit this time as um, a swarm of butterflies, flaming little butterflies, which will go off through the burning light. Uh, and they will settle on what is left of it and just sort of cremate. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. That was beautiful. Um, as these massive uh, flames could be seen from um, from Candlescape, people maybe start uh, running some rumors and stories about what's going on. But yes, you can see these massive flames. Um, on the horizon or like from 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 candlescape and as that burns we move to another fireplace in the local pub where you are all safe and sound it's really early in the morning and it's only the Sally that is uh there waiting for you and he says again thank you very much for what you did uh we couldn't have done it without your help. We didn't even were expecting people like you being on board. There will be great songs on your honor. If there is anything that you need from us to put you on your way back home or on your way to your next adventure, please don't hesitate to let us know. May need a boat. Slightly smaller boat, one that does some great tentacles, please, to Sally. That could be arranged. If there could be a, uh, a way of locating the gold bringers and letting them know that, sadly, um, a lot of the people on the boat, including very well-known adventurers, Sadly, they died. If there could be a way of letting the Goldbringer specifically know that, that would be very good for me. Uh, do you want this to be addressed by someone? Or an anonymous? Anonymous. Just Absolutely. We can arrange that. Um, specifically, someone by the name of Orica. They they should know who, who that is. Okay. Dead. Mm -hmm. Very dead. Very dead. Uh, okay. Um, by the way, Oren is doing well. Uh, they are sort of in. Uh, they had a rough time, but they are recovering well. And then turns to the others. Thank you very much for the offer, but uh, I think I can get back home on my own steam. It's fine. I will just say that that item of yours is not in my list, but I'm plenty sure some people will be looking for it. So, oh, your... I appreciate it. I would not be surprised. I, I think your name was Wesley. Indeed. I'll, I'll be hanging around in Candlekeep for a little longer, so I think I'm fine for now. The offer's very kind. All right, thank you. Ah, uh, Tetch. Hmm. 
Well, I'm not going to be in any hurry to get on a boat anytime soon, I don't believe, but uh, I think that now that I'm ashore, I shall probably spend a little bit of time in Baldur's Gate. Do you want transport to be arranged for you? I mean, if people are going the same way, then company is always appreciated. Is anybody else going to Baldur's Gate? There's a couple more things I do need to get. One of them looks like this. <laughs> but uh, I think I'm heading in that direction if you could do that. Yeah, that'd be great. There we go. Traveling companions already. Yeah, you could tell me more about your lightning. Uh, I'm sure that could be arranged. Uh, some free nights in this spot for Wesley, if that's uh, enough for you. Orica, you. we will send a message. You can stay here as well or do as you please. Um, Charlie, good luck with that. And with that, if you want to have any closing remarks with your companions. As Tosselli wanders off, Wesley will just gently start singing. There once was a bard named Orica. Got into trouble with the gold bringers. It's good that you pronounced it correctly this time, Wesley. <laughs> And oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> With that, we're going to finish our game. Thank you very much to all of you for watching this heartbreaking. And like, I love this session. Like, so happy. Um, thank you everyone for joining us and being part of uh, the finale of A Distorted Revelation. Uh, if you enjoyed tonight, we play every Monday from 6 p.m. GMT. We also have our long run um, campaign fracture on Tuesdays, 6 p.m. GMT. You can also join us on Friday for our talk show from 6 p.m. GMT for Talk Together, our chat, uh, where we interview our players, DMs, and people from other TTRPG industry. All of the shows are streamed at twitch.tv slash RPG, and you can find all of the content archive at youtube.com slash RPG. There are also podcast versions of all of our shows available everywhere. Search for Roll Together RPG. If you cannot find us, please let us know and we will try to put it up. Massive thank you to our D20 Club on Patreon. There, um, there is a link in the chat now for you to join us for one gold piece, one dollar, one pound, depending on your currency. Big thank you again to all our sponsors and supporters. And don't forget, we are all over social media as Road Together RPG. Thank you for watching and see you very soon. Bye.